0: Huh What should I get today Like when you get to the counter
1: <laughs> and, like, and homeless people would laugh Because they
0: were buying The same items they so <laughs> yeah. like Oh I get that joke <laughs> so i like Big Macs are good That's good Maybe I'll get that Actually you know what Boy, I, feel like like, I feel like six cheeseburgers They're like
1: <laughs> Sir you come in here every day yeah. for six Did
0: periods. you go to different ones So that different they wouldn't ones. Absolutely Not so they wouldn't know me But different um. ones And then they'd be like You want fries with that I'd be like Fuck you man You know I'm here <laughs> We got four niggas and low riders and ski masks screaming thug like every time they pass. All eyes on me. Little life
2: of a thug nigga, until a day I die. Little life of a false place. All eyes on me. on me. All eyes on me. Little life of a thug nigga, until a day I die. Little life of a false place.
0: <sighs> <even getting sighs> Take two. R.E. Shaffir's Captain Tank. Episode 251. Let's begin. You ever do a whole intro, like a 10-minute intro,
2: and then get ready to move to the outro and then realize, that wasn't very
0: good? Man, it's hard to admit your shit's not good. Like, you do something, and you're like, yeah, good enough, and then you step back and look at it again, and you're like, that's not good enough. But it is there already. I've already put it in, and you know, i put it down, so I could just move on. I could just move on. It's good enough for, like, done, but then you got to be like, nah, it really isn't. Is that what I want to fucking put out to the world? So anyway, this rest of the intro will be me farting out uh, an ad for stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the second interview. Uh, with Danish and O'Neill about Ari Shafir. So they did this first one when I was in LA taping This Is Not Happening in October. I sat on it, waited for 250, and then they said, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it over again because they had better questions. Um, But I listened to a little bit of it, and it was still pretty funny, and people said, yeah, they wanted to hear it. So why not? Let's put it back to back. The the Danish and O'Neill interview of Ari Shafir. The early years. I think we got all the way through from birth to comedy, and then the last episode, 250, was comedy on present uh good good idea for an interview and why not have the fucking the most hilarious guys in there doing it um this podcast episode is brought to you by parachute home um parachute home makes linens makes bed sheets and stuff i have some on my bed in new york fulcheron is sleeping on them right now um they're great they're comfortable as fuck i use them all the time are half half and then the other half is when i switch off um but they're great honestly seriously i'm not gonna lie to you guys they're really good and um um, they have like blogs on their website for shit like how to fold fitted sheets i'll tell you how to fold fitted sheets you tell your maid hey these aren't folded well enough and guess what until trump gets in office the borders are pretty open so you're replaceable fold the fitted sheets go to parachute home.com slash ari receive 25 dollars off your first order By using the code ARIA at checkout. Dude, $25 is not bad. Um, Free shipping, free returns, 30-night risk-free guarantee. They take your comfort seriously so you can rest easy. That's pretty fucking cool. So use them for three weeks. And if you don't like them, just fucking send them back. You're out nothing. Oh, if you're a homeless dude with access to the internet and a credit card that you can put a hold of on for like a hundred bucks or something or I don't know how much the sheets are why don't you get some get some parachute home sheets put them over your fucking garbage pile that you sleep on sleep on those for three weeks fucking return them money back then you can put in the code Ari or not won't matter you're getting your money back out of the way I, w- I would put the code in Ari anyway just in case something happens with the credit card company oh and then you just get a new one homeless people all all my homeless listeners that's how you do it that's how you sleep on a comfort comfortable sleeping something come on ari anyway so go to parachute home.com slash ari get your sheets if you want sheets fucking do it if you got fucking cum stains all over your sheets they make them in white so you don't have to worry about them anymore um all right uh let's start the episode Shall we? I'm in Denver. It's been great. I'm going to Vail. No, I was in Vail with Renazisi and Simone, our yearly trip. So Renazisi did last week at the Comedy Works. We went to the fucking Broncos game. The Broncos Patriots game. Me, Renazisi, Justin, and Simone. Oh, what a good game. What a good game. And guess what? I'm officially a Broncos bandwagon fan now. I've been let on. I've been allowed on the bandwagon. I'm going to ride it the whole way. Just like I did two years ago when I was here for Super Bowl week. And, I, and then they gave me, the staff at the Comedy Works gave me a Broncos shirt and I wore it proudly through the entire first half of the game and then I took it off because they were getting blown out. Um, by the way, Punch Drunk Sports fans, if you guys know anything about Punch Drunk Sports, it's not a, entirely a sports podcast, it's also a fun podcast and I won't be there this week because I'm getting on the 420 flight from Steamboat to Los Angeles to be home in time for This Is Not Happening in the Belly Room, just $5 every other Tuesday. Um, but, what was I going to say about that? Oh, did our yearly fucking ski trip in between. So Renazisi was here last year, last week. I'm here this week. Simone features her both of us. In between, veil. Break-even vacation. Um, uh, it was fun. And now I'm going to Steamboat to do more skiing because I love skiing. I did boxes like a champion. I did a box like a champ. I did one box. Ski through the woods a bunch. It was fun as fuck. Snowed all day Monday. God, I loved it. Next year, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm not going to have a new hour next year. I'm recording this special October 22nd in Cap City in Austin, Texas. Mark your calendars. If you've got tickets for the June uh, show, call them. Get a refund. Come in October. October 19th through the 22nd. But the 22nd is a special because um, I figured I'm going to Edinburgh to run this hour 25 times why tape the special in June and then miss all that development time for a UK audience that doesn't even know me you know by the way if you live in Scotland or the UK I'll be doing this hour in Edinburgh so start spreading the word Ari Shafir I got my name for the show and everything Ari Shafir Ari S-P-E-C-T <laughs> David Taylor came up with that um um. Yeah, and then I'm going to Steamboat from here. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, so next year I won't have the new hour. So here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking for next year. Next year, Renazisi goes one week. The next week, I do This Is Not Happening shows all week because I can't do a new hour. So it's either don't come to Denver or do This Is Not Happening shows all week. And those will be different every night. So it'll be maybe five or six different shows. Same comedians, different shows. Different, you know, topics or different stories. That's a good idea. Probably five. I don't know if I could do six stories. That's a good idea. Right? So then we could bring like me and four people. I guess we could sleep one, two, three, four. Yeah. Go like on a six person fucking ski trip. I'm going to steamboat. Um, well, I'll tell you about that later. But here's the deal. So I'm paying off this punch drunk sports bet. Uh, and by paying off, I mean cashing in because Sam Chipley lost a bet that Kentucky would win the final four. And I said they wouldn't, and they lost. We made the bet before the, before the um, tournament even started. And the loser had to suck a fart of the winner. So what I'm doing when I get home is I'm going to go to Lowe's or uh, Home Depot or something and get a funnel, attach a hose to it. And then I get to fart into that funnel. And then Sam, on the other end of that hose, has to suck it in. Just has got to suck in my fart. <laughs> so that's going to be a good 20 minutes of whenever I'm back and we do it. I'll be back this week to hype it. Not this week. I'll be back the following week to hype it. I'm punch drunk. I'll call in this week from the slopes in, 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 uh, in Steamboat. Uh, I'm going to Steamboat with a guy who believes <laughs> he's going to suck my fart. You know he's going to try to get out of it. Guys, don't let him get out of it. Pressure him. On, on Twitter would wait until after he starts to get out. it. But if he starts shirking, if he becomes a shirkanian, you fucking get on him. Uh, all right, let's start the episode. I will be at the comedy mix in Vancouver, February 18th through the 20th. That's Vancouver. Crackers in Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Oh man, what a fun city. Well, at least a fun club. I enjoy it. Uh, March 3rd through the 5th, and then following right that is Columbus, Ohio, March 6th, and then La Jolla back to San Diego, February 11th <laughs> 12, uh, f- 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 and 12th. Oh, and then one night in Irvine on March 24th. All right, and then I leave LA I go to Tempe, Arizona. Go to ariathegreat.com for tickets for all my shows. Let's start the episode. Oh, your first Skeptic Tank, episode 251. With Dana O'Neill, you guys, you got to check out Dana O'Neill's podcast, the Dana O'Neill podcast. If you're looking for something new to listen to, and I know most of you are, they're silly. It's just straight up silly. So give it a chance. Um, the Dana O'Neill podcast. Why not start with the latest episode and move back instead of trying to start from the beginning? And people don't know what they're doing as podcasters, and then move forward. Um, and I'll be on Steve Simone's podcast. Good times with Steve Simone this Monday, I think. So double the Ari. We went to Casa Bonita. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir's episode 251. The Ari Shafir interview, the early years, with Daniel schnorr uh, It starts now. No, I'll do the intro. <laughs> like, you completely hijacked it? No, I'm going to do the intro. I'm going to set up what you guys are doing here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good idea, though. Compl- like We have taken over our skeptic. our skeptic tank. We're at the tank. We're, we're at the tank. <laughs> revolution will be podcasted.
3: Yeah. We're in the tank. Is that your new Zoom?
0: No, it's the old one. Here, let's oh, switch thought, us. Switch us. More room. It didn't crap out. Settings wrong and I completely oh, okay. fucked up a, oh, okay. a, an intro and a complete whole episode. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah, I had it on uh, on the ambient mic. Oh, and I was like, "What fuck. the fuck? It's not so doing like, anything." Yeah, so it uh, got so like, it, but like, you're like not what? good. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Did you run it through Audacity? Yeah, level later. Did it help at all? It helped a little, but it's still like set for ambient. Yeah. We're going. By the way, we're a minute into this podcast. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah, I'd say so. The D and the O.
3: Hell yeah. That's us. We're here. Back on the Skeptic Tank every 50 episodes. I'm going to ask. That's right. That sounds like not a lot, but it's actually a lot. No one does it's, that much. It's a lo- well, And it's a long time, though, between it, each one. Like a, yeah, year. a year. About a year. This is our fourth appearance on the Skeptic Tank. So what we got? Potluck? Yes. Delivery, oh, delivery first. Delivery first. Then Potluck. Then Door Guys. Door Guys. Now, live interview show. Live? Well, what do you mean live? <laughs> Pre-recorded recorded live. Pre-recorded. It's all live. Well, you came to us. live in front of a studio audience.
1: You came to us and you said, uh, what do you want to talk, talk about this time?
3: And then yep. you came to us again, uh, I still don't know what you want to talk about. It's coming up, so you better hurry up. We said, this guy's done,
1: Ari Shafir's done 250 episodes of a, sh- of a podcast.
3: Yeah, And still. And no one has had the common courtesy to interview you. You're an enigma I'm
0: to mean. many yeah, in fact, actually, when I'm on other people's interviews, when I'm doing other people, my, my fallback, my general fallback is to just start asking them questions. <laughs> Which means that you're hiding a lot. Maybe. And today, we're going to find out everything
3: that you're hiding. All right, Shafir, unmasked. <laughs> O'Neal is uh, splayed out on a
1: white so leather yeah. coat, uh, sofa. His legs are out. Looks nice. You look relaxed. You look I rested. Am.
0: This is a nice place though, huh?
1: 156 bucks a fucking day. Fucking fireplace. It's insane. We're in Echo
3: Park at uh Airbnb's, Airbnb's
0: Airbnb. place.
1: <laughs> the only
3: thing that I'm worried about is the bathroom here is like there's no door to it. You have to close two other doors to other rooms. So I'm always yeah. worried that Shafir is going to pull his antics while I'm in there
0: taking a piss. What kind of antics? dude shafir antics i know i'm saying i would definitely do it but i don't know throw a a bag
3: of urine at him because the toilet is literally faced
0: facing like whatever door opens into the living room yeah it's that's it's very exposed it's weird and to to steam a shirt you have to like close all those doors and like just have a bigger area to steam oh yeah you're still into the steaming you never bought an ironing board no you
1: realize we have a huge drought right when
0: you do that <laughs> That's helping the drought
3: Putting steam into
0: the into Oh, okay. The, You're the, just trying to uh, get So you use there.
3: like you probably use like hundreds of gallons of water
0: just to get a wrinkle out of your fucking shirt. There's still a drought didn't it rain 3 days ago? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you yeah, fucking
3: sprinkled. You
0: got one wrinkle. We're
1: fucking like spray paint and WD-40 <laughs>
3: away from Mad Max in the Dude, street. You, you need to <laughs> <Ari's> spray. <laughs> yeah. Ari's
1: steaming his fucking
3: clothes one at a time. Dude, when the apocalypse comes, Ari Shafir will, will not, he will not re- do anything to downgrade his lifestyle. <laughs> no. You're I'm like, uh, I need to steal water because I need hundreds of gallons to get the wrinkles out of these pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll last about four days, but it'll be like a very pristine four days. Yeah, it'll be like, ah, wow, everything's great. <laughs> You'll do like two good great podcasts
3: about Ari Shafir um, <laughs> I need to kill you You have the last can Of Rogate foam <laughs> so I'm gonna shoot you now like, all right, I'm you killing
0: people For Rogate foam don't to and, not be Bald in the apocalypse <laughs> I'd rather not be bald Ari's tweeting
1: In the apocalypse uh, Who has weed <laughs> uh, Where are you Meet me up uh, Dead Man's Creek Where they're hanging
3: people <laughs> uh, At least I got LASIK But uh, I, that's really No benefit to me Because all the other Luxuries are gone
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That, wor- that sh- does worry me Like I want to get LASIK Just literally This just is my what? greatest fear the apocalypse comes and i break my glasses oh like
0: like fucking uh like uh, piggy
3: yes in in uh, whatever what was that
1: uh lord of, lord of the flies dude this yeah. guy spends a lot of time thinking about the apocalypse of course if it, you do, if, if, do if it doesn't happen it's like such a lot of time and planning it's wasted. like
3: my whole life of failure has been leading up to the apocalypse where i think i'll be a breakout star
1: even a not
0: apocalypse a breakout star
1: There's of star the, apocalypse. All the apocalypse yeah he wants even to be like a fucking what do you call him like
0: a like a, a warlord yeah oh yeah yeah like a leader sure. yeah you would you would uh fill a vacuum for sure a power vacuum <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well, I got this knife. Maybe that puts me in charge. Can I be a yeah. duke? I already told my girlfriend
3: that I will have hundreds of women to have sex with for my crew and myself, but she will just be mine. Oh, had nice. she, had she How'd she handle uh, like it? She him? didn't like it, but then I said the alternative is I throw you to everyone else Oh, and so as well. Like, Fuck. And she's so like, like okay, ma- I guess I'll have to take You're a mafia care. lord.
1: You're like, I'm offering you protection. This is how you treat More or less. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is that? Little Esther?
3: <laughs> By the way, her and I never had relations. What are you talking I about? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes, you did. Little Esther. Let's call her. Let's get her on Let's the air. call her. Let's uh, it. Little <laughs> Esther. Uh, oh, well,
0: no. what happened there? What happened? Yeah. Whoa, he's turning the table. Uh, he's interviewing you, Yeah, dude. wait. Exactly. This is about yeah. you, dude. Fall back. Fall back. Dude, I'm glad you're here to catch that <laughs> shit. Because I will
3: spell I into it, it dude. Seamlessly it goes. Because we all want to talk about ourselves. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> We're all needy. We it all makes have it problems. It easier. You just, uh, like, throw well, you I mean, what happened is like I didn't, my penis <laughs> fell into her vagina. And Crazy. It's it a little all wild people. looking back. She has a good body, though. What? She really does. <laughs> uh, underneath those, <laughs> underneath the... You know, the children's G- Baby Gap clothes is good She's stuff. Baby Gap.
1: She wears, like, men's medium. Very baggy. Whatever.
3: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's that was get just to that. the interview of yes. Ari
0: David Shafir. Is that your Would your you name? need to do any plugging uh, in the beginning? No. That's, what do you mean plugging? Dates like, and stuff? Don't you usually do that? No, that's in the intro. Oh. Why don't you guys plug your dates? By the way, this will be out in fucking December. So I can't think <laughs> if I want to put a few. Here's the problem. I looked at the dates. It's going to be right at, like, the Christmas Time and that means nobody listens. The Christmas and New Year's episodes, almost uh, nobody listens. So either I'm going to put in like a midweek skeptic tank to pull it up a week, or I'm going to put in some like non numbered skeptic tanks. C- or how about could you toys. just do numbers
3: ahead of ours like 251, 252, and 253, 250. and then 250 comes out? Because we do have to keep the 50 streak yeah. alive.
0: I had to do it last year. I had to add one or something for, for to get Robert Kelly in there early so I can get you guys after New Year's. Yeah. And now it's right back. Let's I just renumber plug.
1: it. Uh, I'm going to be in Israel in December. If you're in the area, I'll be there. But
0: you're
3: not going to be performing.
1: I'll be staying in Herzliya if you Ooh. want to party. Uh, I've, I've seen some topless chicks on the beach. You like Israel? It's fun, right? I do like it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I go with my family, so it's not like you know, fun. You're not one of the only
0: gets. guys to not get laid on uh, birthright.
1: Uh, oh, did? I, I ate a girl's pussy
3: and it oh, ended disastrous. Okay. But you you got laid after birthright, yeah, through I, birthright. And hook, it led connection. to me being stalked briefly. Stalked? Yeah. And I had to call oh look at Ari, wheels turning. How do I turn the wheels call, into an
1: interview about the stalking? I had to call the
3: police.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I didn't want like people in my fa- people were like we're worried. Just call just in case this is getting kind of weird. And I was like, whatever, fine. How good are you at eating pussy? Uh, pretty good Yeah I guess so Turns out the chick Had a secret boyfriend that- In
3: another part of the country yeah. He wanted you to eat his pussy?
1: Uh, he- <laughs> Turns out he was a little unhinged uh, And he-, he wasn't happy I about heard about, about
3: a how you pussy. ate My girlfriend's pussy
0: I want you to come here And eat it's mine It's a long story But let's get to Ari
3: you ever everybody see that-
0: You ever see that thing On, uh, on Shortcuts? the movie Shortcuts, a Raymond Carver book that got under in a movie by Robert Altman. And no. uh, it's Julianne Moore. And she's been confronted by uh, that guy who was really into recycling later. That uh, actor who got really into recycling. Oh, uh, Ed, Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, I think so. And uh, she's finally admitting, he's like, I know you came home late from that party. I know what you... And he finally, she admitted after 10 years. And she goes, he didn't come inside me. He didn't come inside me. <laughs> That's what you should do to that guy. Like, I never
1: fucked her. I just bade her pussy. The guy at one point, he was so persistent calling me. I finally was like, what do you want? Yeah. and he's like how many times did you fuck her and I was like a lot I didn't count a lot of times and he's like it was consensual. What the fuck? I fucking no. A lot of times. <laughs> I yes. raped your girlfriend. Forty. What the fuck? Yes. It was consensual. What the he, fuck? He's emotional. And yeah. then he was like, "All right, that's it." And then he fucking the next day, and I was like, "All right, I gave you what you wanted." He called you again, yeah, like a million times. I was like, "That's it. I'm calling the that's cops." That's the thing. You're just fuck
0: flailing. You. You're jealous. You're just flailing. You're like, also, why wouldn't this guy
3: cut his losses and be like, "This bitch cheated on me. I said I'm fucking to him, like, done." Dude,
0: do you think? Why are you talking to me? Talk to her. I don't know you. You know her. That's the thing. It's a misconception. My ex-wife say that tell me that it was like talk to the person who cheated on you not to the person who has the same taste in chicks as you do no well dude that's a classic pussy though because you're like i still want to be with this chick but i need to take my aggression out on somebody yeah and so that's why you have the thing is like was it consensual like well maybe it was against her will like she was pushed into this thing
3: dude if you uh, if in my opinion you fuck somebody else like we're done and i don't ever talk to you again that is the greatest thing you can give an ex-girlfriend you Not completely like, cut her off right. for good and never speak to her again the good news is that the chick her. was
1: super helpful to me because i was like i call her, i go hey man like i think this issue between you and this guy have you talked to him she's like, well i, I don't i don't remember a lot of what happened i kind of blocked it out and i'm like okay About so, you? yeah so, oh, like, so you're out move. of your fucking mind or you
0: blocked
3: like, it out on multiple <laughs> occasions <laughs> dude the worst when part is
0: that blackout card so oh much God.
3: The worst part is she was a squirter. Who wants that as a regular girlfriend? Dude, Not as a regular girlfriend, dude. It was that's a novelty. Even with
1: a towel, novelty it act. was like a fireman had just thrown a bucket of water on my bed. Where are
3: you going to fuck?
1: Like you have to prep all your fuckings, dude. It was crazy. I've never. Exp- that was the first and only experience with it. But it was California like- adventure. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It was like you need like a, you need it's to a fuck on guess. a slip and slide, and then yeah. you can
3: dive across. You can bring you like kids. Hey, that was fun. You can have kids in the neighborhood come by. and You're just figuring her pussy, and she's <laughs> just squirting on children. <laughs> they run run through it, or you could sit at the top
1: of somebody's pool uh, wa- uh, slide. Like into it's the terrible. Pool. You're not gonna <laughs>
3: you're not gonna spur of the moment fuck like in a car, like on a couch, unless it's a rental with rubber seats. No. Yeah. What are
0: you guys gonna get Bonus City USA back again? Well, we have Danish and O'Neill podcast. Oh, you do? We're 12 yeah. episodes deep. Ah, uh, Bonus City, it, this is kind of, it's a, ver- you know, it's, it's, oh, a- what's wrong with Bonus City USA? I mean, I guess Danish O'Neill podcast is good. I mean, I like the name. I guess, it's, you know, we guys. do, okay.
3: we, we, the only guy that we cut out was a, a guy by the name of Dan Bilex because we still do and Andrew, Andrew DeWitt's oh, show. And DeWitt's going to do our show on occasion. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but we're like, uh, we're like that popular sitcom and then we had a spinoff. Like Joey. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're Frasier. <laughs> Yeah, we're more like King of Queens.
0: To everyone loves Raymond. That's a popular show. Yeah. So not that. Also, that Joey Tribbiani spinoff of Married with Children. Remember that one? Yes. Uh, what? Uh, it did not last long. Do you remember? That's he wasn't the one with Joey Tribbiani. He was just dating Kelly Kelly uh, uh, Bundy, and then he had his own show. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. He's He's pretty much doing that character from Friends, just dumber. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I remember that.
3: Then there, but there was also the. Married with Children, hybrid with the bunny. With the bunny. Bobcat Goldthwaite
0: yeah. voiced the bunny. And
3: yeah. then Nikki Cox. Yes, then- but
0: that was just Married with Children, but instead of the girl being dumb, it was the boy being dumb. Yeah. And it was like they had a rabbit that. <laughs> I don't fucking know how they they set said- up, Married with <laughs> Children set up a couple spinoffs that were like, we're only writing a couple episodes of our show so that we can yeah. spin off this other show. It wasn't like, great character, maybe he should have his own show. It was like, no, we're setting it up. Married with Children lasted forever, too. How crazy is that?
3: like i mean the show was like the same same joke same shit constantly it was just a joke
1: but the performances were great It was just like
3: 800 jokes
1: packed into 22 minutes
3: yeah yeah let's get to the interview let's Let's all right r is derailing us dude classic i I want to start at the
1: beginning in this line of questioning you'll see where i'm leading with it have you i don't know if you've, you've probably talked about this at times but what what was your childhood like where did you grow up how did you grow up and what, what, it, what did religion play a part?
3: And I want to know what the relationship
0: with your family is currently.
3: We'll get to that That's in a, a minute. lot of stuff, let's, man. No, no, no I know. But these are just all currently first question of yeah. the That's next the 50. This is
0: why you got to write these things down as you, as you go. To be like, oh, I want to ask them later. But it's not the right question right now. So you write them down. We'll start with the childhood. We'll later. move through. Yeah. Childhood, okay. It was pretty good. I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, you I grew up born, in North Carolina? So fourth grade. I knew that. Uh, I did that. I was that. born in New York City. I think Manhattan General Hospital or NYU General Hospital or something like that. Um, I don't remember. And then when I was three months old, as the story is told to me, my mom uh, was upset that my older sister, her favorite game was uh, riding up and down the elevator. And she goes, we got to get the fuck out of here. So she was anti-elevators. Not that, but anti-child having that as their favorite game. Okay. She grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. You know, in the, in the, in the woods. You could walk around, neighborhood, you know. Yeah. Actually, back then. Real neighborhood. Know, like 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, How
1: many uh, slaves did
0: your mother own? Oh, man. We used to torture her. We're like, whenever we said, like, black, and she didn't hear us, she goes, what? Like, you know those people attached to the end of fire hoses? Like, because she grew up in Jeez. the fucking shit. I mean, her synagogue was firebombed. Does your oh, mom have fun. an accent? Southern uh, accent? A little bit. When she goes down south, south, it comes back stronger. Huh. Um, That's weird because I,
3: I, for some reason, I just picture her having like, a thick like, like, New Israeli New accent yeah. or something yeah. crazy. I cannot picture your mom having like, a southern yeah. twang to so her. You, so you moved
0: because your mom didn't like the inner city raising kids. Yeah. And so they wanted to go. So we went to North Carolina. They wanted to go, I guess, somewhere else. Um, Where did you live, live in, in New York, York with them? I don't remember. I don't, I mean, how I old know. were you? I'm three months old. When I okay. So, so, okay. Yeah. I mean, right. I have no idea. And then I was raised in North Greensboro, North Carolina, till fourth grade. Um, I can't even picture you in, yeah, on Pebbles, Pebble Street. Wow. Um, and what was that? I mean, were there, a, you weren't Orthodox Jewish, right? No, No, not yet. My dad had swayed and, uh, for a while. Your dad's Israeli, correct? My dad's Israeli-Romanian by way of Romania. Wait, when they say by way of, does that mean the last place they came or the first place they came? It means that first. the family first. went Ooh.
3: from Israel to Romania for a little while and then headed over. So if no, I, I think say, it means
1: from Romania to Israel.
0: So if I say like I say you're Jewish if I say like r- Steve Simone's one of if he's in New York is one of L.A.'s best comics by way of Philadelphia or do I go one of Philadelphia's oh, maybe, best okay. comics by way of I think LA. you have it right. I think you have it right. By first, way of Philadelphia. First yes. Yeah. So yeah he hmm. was by way of Romania and then the Germans. When did uh, he move to the U.S.? Well the Germans moved him out. Forcefully. <laughs> did, they, yeah. did they ask nicely? They did not really talk to him about it at all. Let's okay. say he
1: was evicted, uh, yeah, he was which evicted. is to put it pol- very politely.
0: Yeah. Where, where did he live in... Uh, well, where they were in we- internment camp for a while. Okay. Um, and then they, f- they found the father. Who was, he was liberated from, a, from a, my grandfather from, I think, Birkin Belzin, from okay. a concentration camp. Um, I think the Russians liberated him. Ooh. Um that's it's rough when the Russians are liberating. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's just like they came from different. Sides. Yeah, yeah. America's everyone was everyone was up. moving to the middle. Yeah, I mean he was he was in a month away from being killed for sure. But my dad was already alive, so I guess it would have been different, but still alive. Yeah. Anyway, so then they got back together, uh, had no home, and then they moved to Israel. And then after the war, that's my dad served in the. I'm sorry, not that war. After uh, the 56 war, okay, uh, or 67, wait. No, not fifty six. Your dad's had quite, quite the life. Yeah, maybe fifty six war, the Suez Canal. He fought in that war. Um, <laughs> Jesus, He's had quite the run of yeah of for shit. Sure. And so then he got, he finished the army and he wanted to spread his wings. You know, so he moved to New York. Moved to New York. And, and he met
1: my, your beautiful mother.
0: Met my beautiful the, mother, uh, my, they, my mom. The story goes, my mom wouldn't date him because she never heard that accent before. She thought he was Puerto Rican. <laughs> 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 she's like
3: well i don't know about yeah. you hey y'all yeah you, really.
0: you
1: want to date me all right <laughs> well
3: i don't do puerto
1: ricans yeah.
0: where
3: are you from
1: in puerto rico
0: exactly uh yeah she was visiting and then they they started a love affair and and uh got married and how and long worked. did they like did they get married quick i have no idea so you have an you have an older sister older sister and then, then you me, then my younger brother and then Oh, you have a younger years... brother? Yeah, it's my sister oh, 2 it's... years me, 2 years my brother, 4 years my sister. Okay.
1: What uh, why did you guys leave North Carolina? Um
0: uh my dad became religious again. Okay. So he was at one point. He was Yeah, he was raised religious. Okay. Uh my grandparents were religious um always um he became religious again, moved to Maryland. Did your grandparents move around with you? No, no, no. no they stayed in Israel. Okay. They stayed in Israel. We visited them sometimes um, for Pesach and stuff. So your dad was like, I'm
1: assuming, was like, I'm religious now. We need to be somewhere where there's a religious community. Which obviously is
3: not North Carolina.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So, so he exactly. wanted to be amongst other Jews.
0: Yeah, and then my mom had some relatives in, 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 uh, in like Chevy Chase so it was like a it was a jumping off point. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: so you said Maryland, which isn't all that far from North Carolina. It's Maryland is still kind of quasi like it's the south, but
0: barely. Yeah, I mean, it below it's below the like Mason-Dixon line, but, but not whatever.
1: It's like the top.
0: Yeah, they, the northernmost. They, they weren't like super slave owning either. Yeah, north of DC.
1: Pretty. It's moderate south, I would say. They're liberal.
0: Yeah. Uh, the weird part was was becoming religious. Was going to. Uh, is to suddenly be, go to this, like, orthodox school in Maryland. Was it a weird adjustment
3: for you as a kid? Like yeah, going no Big from- Macs. It was fucking weird. So did you have... Were you... You didn't practice we were, Judaism we're, at all? No, at, no, 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 no. We were
0: religious conservative Jews. But you weren't, like... The,
3: so when they threw you in, you're like, holy fuck.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember the first day when I got to my new school in Maryland, fourth grade. I got there, I think, a couple weeks late, too. And um, I remember... Maybe it's just because I was an outsider. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the first day of school. But I don't remember it being like a first day of school. Just my first day of school. And uh, they were asking like, what's October 31st? Or what's October 30th? Halloween. Halloween, yeah. And they go, no, it's Columbus Day. We don't celebrate Halloween. And I was like, Uh, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, it's a pagan holiday. We don't do that. And I was like, wait, no, what? So they
3: let you taste Halloween and then they stripped it away from they you. It. Did, wow. I, did they chant fresh
1: fish at you when you went into the new school? They did not.
0: They I did heard not. that that's very popular in a lot of yeah, Jewish not, schools. Not in an Orthodox Jewish school, they did not. That did the I, were there. you bullied at all because you were like a new guy? And it, like, it, no, just John Wilbur, but he was the bully. It wasn't like he was bullying me. Okay. John was Wilbur, kind of bully. what kind of Jew name is that? Uh, he's my brother-in-law's brother. Huh. So he's my brother-in-law now. You're related to the Wilbers. He was just a bully. So your old bully is now your brother-in-law. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. When people like to say like the bullying is wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? They're they're just bullies. It's not. It's just like tough people that you have to deal with, Dude, or, or is bullying something different. I don't understand. I don't have a problem with it. It forces you either to.
3: Stand Make up fit. for yourself yeah. or figure out a way to like fucking be something better yeah. and prove these fucking assholes It depends wrong. on how ruthless it is. It depends. Exactly. It's like if exactly. someone's
1: kicking your ass every day for like eight years, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. But Talk. if someone's
0: kicking your ass every day deal. for eight years and you don't fucking find a way to somehow stop that. Yeah, but they called me Manimal once. Somebody else called me Manimal. It was like my, my nickname. I didn't like it. I really hated it. It bothered the shit out of me. From like the popular six, sixth grade short-lived series Manimal, I think, or from the little car, uh, truck that would go up walls. Oh, ah, okay. Or from the Rob Schneider
1: Manimal. movie. These guys were psychics. Look, yeah, yeah I don't think it was that, dude. It,
0: I, my it, mom told me this. My mom was like, "Ari, just go tell them you don't like that nickname, and maybe they'll stop." And I was like, "It's not going to work," but I did it, and it totally worked. And they're like, "Oh, we didn't know." But it was like, yeah, they were bullying me without realizing. And it's just like, I don't know, man. People are fucking. Some of it is They're extreme, young, and, and but also, everything. that's the fucking thing, man. That prepared, Life is a bully. Yeah, I got dead arms. People come up to me with a dead arm, and they fucking punch me in the arm, yeah. it sucked. And you just have to avoid those fucking... Coolio said it the best on, a, on an old Jon Stewart show. Been
1: spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise?
0: Exactly. No. <laughs> it was that old Jon Stewart show before The Daily Show. He was on UPN. Do you guys remember that show? No, the no. talk show. And, um. And I went to a taping once, and they threw a T-shirt. Came right out, and my friend Avi Lerner fucking reached in and snagged it. Oh, me he sucked. You were don't like, move.
3: "This here it is. It's yeah. my day."
0: I was all just looking in. You got to come to the ball. But anyway, Coolio told him once. Uh, John Stewart was trying to say how he was kind of a pussy. He goes, "Oh, all I had was somebody stealing my lunch money, but you had yeah. drive-bys." And Coolio's point was like, in a child's life, in a child's world, that takes the same place. Yeah. Of like, oh, I got to avoid this thing. You know, because we don't know that a, a drive-by is way harsher than. Stealing lunch money—it's just that's, that, that's neg- your environment. Yeah, that you live neg- in—that's neg- what you know. Yeah, so it's the same thing. So like John will be like, I had those like dock ciders. Remember those with like the leather laces? Yeah. yeah, and he would like pull at them until they snapped. And I was like, fucking John, now my, sna- my dock ciders are fucking ruined. <laughs> you have to go home and tell your parents, and then they're pissed. Yeah, it was like his thing he did to laugh, and it's like I don't know—he was just a cruel youngster. Were the you, funny thing is, now I see him and he's totally like an adult and normal, but I still can't get over it. Uh, yeah, you bear, bear those scars, like, man. Why do you just rip scars? his shoelaces every time
3: you um, see him? Were you, were you considered like a cool kid at all because you experienced Halloween and all these other cool no, things that no, no
0: one knew no, anything no, about? That. I didn't even talk about it. In the beginning, when I had to pray, everyone would pray, Orthodox Jew pray, you know, and they'd do the thing, like yeah. sway back and forth. I would just pretend and they would move their lips like, uh but they would say it like to their sound, like like that. And I would just count numbers. I one of the and did go, you know go, Hebrew at that point? No, zero. Were you kosher prior or did you Zero. So oh, you in s- the in the home, I guess we're kosher, but third grade, you don't know what kosher yeah. is, just whatever your parents yeah. give you.
1: But so you I mean so you went from like pretty lenient to very strict, right? In so terms it, of like
0: rules and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean for that, but it was the community really. Were you pissed there. or was it just like this is what it is now? I mean a little, but it's like fourth grade. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was pissed about the Halloween thing, and then then you find out that that on Sukkot, uh, uh, you go from like hut to hut in the community, and they give out candy. You guys were living in huts. No, only eight, it's, <laughs> it's, it's on this holiday you make I these know. enclosures. Yeah, and then on Purim also people give out gift baskets. With That's a bunch of candy. the Jewish Halloween. That's the Jewish Halloween, but uh. no candy. The candy is Sukkot. So it's like you, there's makeup calls. So yeah. In Hanukkah, you get the
1: souffle at the donuts. Yeah. There's tons of things, and, and you the get presents, eight days.
0: Yeah. Which uh, it's always worse than Christmas as a Jew, for in my
1: opinion. For sure.
0: We get shittier presents. For sure. For sure. Yeah. The eight days of presents. It's not like you, you get, get like, tons of presents. for Three, three days. sets of batteries, one remote control car, <laughs> yeah. like two other things. It like all puts never, it like, together. And my
1: friends growing up would be like, I got a bike. I got like fuck, like crazy, like twenty crazy. Fuck, I got a PS. Whatever yeah. was at that time Yeah, yeah. Like eight like all, And I was like I'm getting, I'm getting fucked over here
0: Yeah Yeah So it, it wasn't really A sense of loss I don't think Not, not at that young age You just feel like, and it's, like It's different now And
1: you're like This is what my family's doing yeah. It's like what do you yeah. do
0: Like I'm gonna move out I'm in fourth yeah. grade When you go on a vacation You're not like looking forward to Like oh we're going to The beach I can't wait for two you're just like One day your mom's like Pack your stuff We're going you're Yeah like, what? No you just do you it You has been Being planned for the last You're like hey months. These
3: people know what they're doing yeah. I'll just go with them
0: Get in the car, okay. Yeah, <laughs> what choice do I have?
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you had a good childhood? I would say so. I would you
1: do that. it again if given the, ch- the chance? I love childhood. Okay, see. So I love childhood. You
0: had a lot of friends. You fucked around. Yeah, okay, so I switched high schools later. But my first school, I was, yeah, I was for sure part of the popular kids. But it's a 25-person class. Yeah, you're not. And, and,
1: yeah, these schools separated guys and girls, right?
0: Not, okay. Well, they separated it, no. After a certain point, they separated them in the religious studies. Mm-hmm. But in uh, English, math, uh, social studies, that was together. How about bathrooms? Mixed no, or separate? Oh, there's no mixed bathrooms.
2: <laughs> High schools are anywhere.
0: The,
1: are, these, like, are there rules against, like, like are, what's the rule on premarital sex in terms of like,
0: none? Okay, Hebrew Academy, the first school. So I switched to JDS in 11th grade. To Jewish Day School, and that was uh, they call it non-affiliated Jewish. They had Orthodox, Conservative, Reform. They kind of brought everybody in. They had separate services depending on what you were. But the first school, um, how many kids went to the your high school to, or your Jewish Day School? Yeah, that class was a hundred. Okay, and so Hebrew so, Academy was 25 you so You're still very very fucking yeah, Four hundred person high school total. Small. Oh yeah, tiny. tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what was the question? Is there rules regarding sex? Oh yeah, yeah. In Hebrew Academy, nobody had it. I mean, the 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 sluts, if you'll excuse me, were the ones who who French kissed. Okay. Um, and then in JDS, a couple people had had sex, but they kept it on the down low. No, the rumors were out. Uh, There was a few people you knew had sex. Um, uh, Scott something, a year older than me. They were all talking. I was in the student union once during my (laughs) study hall, and they were all talking about who should get um. Uh, front of the yearbook or something then people go oh, i think it should be whoever the uh, who has the best grades and somebody else like i think it should be who did the most community service and someone was like i think extracurricular activities but and then scott was like i think it should be whoever fucked the most because he <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was just and it was like the record stopped and the <laughs> rabbi came in We're <laughs> like
3: hey what Scott, yeah. can yeah, we talk to like you so like people.
0: were kids crazy there or was it like a fairly like conservative yeah, youth conservative I mean, no, there was zero drinking in Hebrew Academy. Okay. Zero. In JDS, a little bit. Yeah. some couple kids got drunk a couple times. Uh, and then here or there, a year or two here or there. What grade was one, it? There would it? be one problem child who got real into drugs. But generally, it wasn't even booze at Hebrew Academy. When was the first time you had a drink? Oh, well, the grades... I would have my, some of my dad's beer, it would be gross, and then one time I had it, and it was like, oh, this is good now. What grade was the day school from? Jewish day school started in 11th grade. 11th and then 12th. went through high, okay, and then finished so, you up. So yeah, from fourth grade, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, I was at Hebrew Academy, the super religious one. Before that was B'nai Israel, I think, in, in North Carolina, That's and then 11th school, and 12th right? grade. Just because <laughs> my sister, when I was in 10th grade, my sister was in, was in senior year, and the second half of senior year is just a waste. I mean, oh, you, you only just, just have to not fail. You've yeah. already gotten into whatever college you're, you're getting You're just coasting, yeah. yeah. Or you can fail more. Like, I failed
3: my last... I got a lot of Fs my last... Uh, really? Yeah. You? Did you go to no. college? Yeah. How was college? College was good. Don't you know do <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall uh, for it. You got me. Hey, so let me ask you this. This is a big question. Do you think if you had been a rebellious youth that you would be completely different now... Like, I mean, when you
0: think about, because
1: you're a rebellious adult.
0: Yeah, when you think about, <laughs> but you get more I'm rebellious into. the older you get. I have thought about it. When you think about the stuff I'm into, the the drugs, uh, sex, showing your cock, sure, Seriously, things like that. Yeah, you I, don't have a lot of boundaries in yeah, terms of in I terms think, of anything. You don't I, like rules. I think that is a rebellion from this really like pulled down like. Not prisony kind of place, but like not feeling free to really express myself, never having sex, not having sex till I was twenty three. Which is crazy. So like yeah. now it's like people are like, Do you really care that much about a sex story? And it's like, oh yes, I really do. For me to have sex, to have some sexual crazy story, is like, that's nuts. Because yeah. I didn't I never had sex. It's still like what Do you think just it's, now it's becoming sort of normalized.
3: But if you were like, yeah, because now I feel like you are I do feel like now at, at like forty, you are Starting to level off to where you would be at thirty, right?
0: Exactly, like or
3: like found, late twenties. You, you
1: found like what you're, what you what are comfortable. You found like your rhythm,
3: your niche. As yeah, like you were, were talking, you're like, I just would like a nice conversation with a woman or something. Yeah, I and just like, want also I
0: don't, don't want to be monogamous, but I also just I also want what what the good things of a girlfriend is coming home to someone you know and someone you can challenge you mentally, yeah, and not just fucking. Would you
3: give like a fifteen year old kid the advice of like? Go fucking crazy for the next five to seven years and get really fucking insane so that when you're
0: 30. Well, that's what Hemingway would say. Hemingway would say, like, just don't be a writer now. No. Go join up in a war. Yeah. He drove an ambulance in the Spanish-American War. Man, I don't oh, the know. The Spanish but Civil War. You can also fuck up your life a lot. As Absolutely. A, but you get a 15-year-old crazy kid. Yes, you can. I wouldn't say go crazy at 15. I would say go ahead and smoke pot. Go ahead and do mushrooms. That's fucking... I, I would be against that just because... I know, I know because people that have done it and it doesn't fuck them up. It's just some shit they did in high school. I feel
3: like, I feel like my brain has been stunted somewhat from like early
0: drug use. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe you say that, but I know the people who smoke pot with their parents, the, like the hippie parents who are yeah. like, yeah, I smoke pot with like the, They said I smoke pot when I was 16, they showed me. Those people are way more well-adjusted about drugs. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, on no one crazy. But I think, a developmental I think if you're brain.
1: deprived of things, yeah. especially as a child, it makes you seek them out. Like you know, you can in do the human th- comedy. So like book, heroin or whatever it is. Yeah, you know?
0: there's a book called The Human Comedy by William Soroyan, I think. Yeah. And um, in there, there's a passage. Wow, how do I remember this? Uh, that says like when religion is forced on you, you will f- slough it off. You will rebel against it. You know absolutely because it's like well, it's, when anything is forced on you
1: and it's kids rebel against their parents that's
0: What's why the jehovah's do? witness thing or the, whatever it's called or the, or the amish thing where it's like take a year off the Rumspringer, Springer or whatever the Springer, yeah go yeah. do everything At you want to do and they
3: fucking and then come back Go.
0: they go do math and all this crazy shit fuck and then most of them come back yeah my friend got married to a girl first girl to ever give him blow job and got married to her they had sex four times in six years or six oh. times in four years doesn't really matter. Wow. What and the then fuck? they got divorced. And I was like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. But it's like he had an experience. He didn't know people. what went wrong. Yeah. And then he cheated a shitload and went crazy. And now he's with someone who he's really committed to. I guess there's the fine line of like going too f-
3: crazy as a kid. But and I think are
1: so, gotta, You probably know some people though who have, who have
0: stuck it out. Who do who, you mean? Like who you grew up with. That well adjusted. Still, still in that life. Absolutely. Like, tons. But here's my thing. If you're left wondering, and right, okay, here it's It's not for everybody. Not is yeah. for everybody. Yeah. But my feeling is for a lot of people, if you're left wondering what's on the other side, not the grass is always greener, but if you don't know what the grass looks like, then you're going to really be – and then you get there and you see, oh, the grass is not greener. And you're like, cool, now I can appreciate my life. Yes. That's the reason I did stand-up. The one reason I went and did stand-up, I moved out to do it, to try it, is because I didn't want to be 35 with two kids and a wife <laughs> going like, what if I had tried? And I would have been able to accept trying and failing, and then go. I don't like this life, but I tried, and that wasn't an option. So now I'm going to commit to this wife and shitty kid life. Were you always into stand up?
1: Can we can we rewind with one? Well, what, quick
3: we're up, but we're on a streak here. I want
1: one quick time out. I
3: just want to rewind, and then we'll get right
1: back Rem- to that. Remember
0: that. All right, I'll remember that thread. But what did he say? He said, what? "Were you always into stand up and wanting to do it?" Now, do you guys have problems a lot of times when you're wondering like how to lead your group? No, who's leading? No, no, not it's usually. Not.
1: We're both Batman. There's Both no that. Robin.
0: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just the pa- There's yeah. No straight man. It's just whoever. It's, it's like is. It's, as uh, John Little put it, you get two Dodd Rickles for the price of one. <laughs> just, I saw
0: John Little at a commercial audition once. Oh, look at that this guy! Guy's leaf blowing. What's this guy going to blow? The dirt that's in the backyard? Well, I don't know. That was
3: weird. Are your windows open? It's going to blow dirt all over your bed. No, He's fine. So what,
1: what happened with Little at uh, uh, we, quick we, so a quick side note before audition, I get to my A question. lot of times
0: there'll be a hot girl auditions at, at like an audition next to you. It'll be like six rooms going at once. Is this one a nerd? No, this was Down Syndrome. Oh, he
3: told us this story on the way to the beach last week. Oh, my God. He told me. He, he, said, goes, he said you were talking to this guy.
0: This the guy's like, are you here for are you here also for the for the Dairy Queen commercial? Little goes, like, no, Little goes. goes not.
3: Ari's having a full conversation with this guy. I can't even look at it. He goes, because Ari I'm- sat down, crossed his legs, and he just starts entertaining this guy's questions and it drove me fucking crazy.
0: What am I going to do? Fucking he run he away. He said he
3: goes, I couldn't even look at him because I thought I was going to die
0: laughing. You know when you start feeling it coming well, up? That's what happened. I looked at John <laughs> after a while. So I signed in and looked at John and we both just started going and he was way across the room. We just started like. <laughs> <laughs> we go, what was he talking about?
3: Or he's having an in-depth conversation about I don't know what. Maybe what's your favorite Skittle? I don't know what it was. I'm going to close this. <laughs> We got leaf blowing up here in Echo Park, dude. There's an epidemic of leaf blowers in LA, and I don't understand it. All you're doing is blowing. He blows it into the neighbor's yard, and then the neighbor's gardener
0: blows it back into his (laughs) yard. That wasn't the best. uh, It's masturbation. It's called Mexican tennis. Brian goes, You know, I found out what Cinco de Mayo was. Today, the gas powered leaf blower was invented. (laughs) (laughs) So let me. Oh, Ari's leaving.
1: Let me get back to my question. Is so you end up you ended up in Israel, correct?
3: Uh, correct. The How number one wait. The number one reason why Ari doesn't want to be interviewed is because he's always on his phone <laughs> and he can't. When he has to pay attention, he can't be on this his. This is about. Uh, I believe this is business, but I could be wrong. I think it is business. Let's talk amongst ourselves. Okay. No,
0: go ahead. It is business. I'm sorry. That's it's okay. Fine. No, take care of it. The business needs it's to be t- fucking. Wayne Brady just pulled out. Of what? A pussy. My
3: fair Brady. You did post a, a Vice article about the pull-out method being more just as effective as condoms, which is an old bit of mine.
0: Man, it it's, is.
3: And I've always known. I knew that I was, they were lying to me in high school, and I said, fuck said your condoms. This guy went right around the side, the other Jesus door. Jesus <laughs>
0: Christ. Here, close that motherfucker. That's good. That's good.
1: So <laughs> you ended up in Israel when? After high school? After high school. So By your
0: choice? Yeah. So what, Was it I, pressure? N- 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 Internal. It was just here's the deal at Hebrew Academy. Almost everybody goes to yeshiva after. So it's high like school. prepping you to go to that next step. Yeah, it's just like that's what everybody did. I mean, if there's 25 kids in a class, 23 would be going to Israel. Yeah, um, and the, the other it just two were like, natural. The other two are probably considered fuck ups. It's just weird not to. I mean, unless you got into some like, uh, like one 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 kid like got into like Oxford or something, so like I can't pass that up. Oh no, he's on the porch. Um. We this should ask this guy to sit down for a quick interview. What do you think? As if he has Ari any questions lieutenant. for Ari Shafir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm glad we closed the door. Uh, so it was just normal. So when I switched to JDS, nobody really did it there, but it was yeah. still in my head of like, I'm going to be going to Israel. Okay. Um, the weird thing was when I got to JDS, I lost. Uh, I lost the less sense of religiousness that I had Because a lot of kids didn't keep kosher So I so started, it started off the record Didn't keep kosher too So the
1: sweater A thread was loosening in the sweater Were you in scared In that school
3: Like were you
0: scared that uh, Whatever your God is Was going to punish you No, nah, I didn't really think about it In 11th and 12th grade I didn't really think about it But then when I got to Israel It's like I can keep kosher here So you were in the yeshiva Easy. Did you want to become a rabbi Like what was your end No game? no People say like I was I was going to become a rabbi I was trying to become a rabbi that's not really what yeshiva is. It's a seminary. Yeah. For sure. You're there to study. Yeah. Really, though, okay, if you're going to become a rabbi, for sure, you're going to go to yeshiva. But it's also good to just go and experience that. Well, right. If you want to become a, a a good part of Judaism. It's like, like, like studying. Like, it's a religious yeah. study. Yeah. But you also just become like a, not a better Jew, but like a more well-rounded, like knowledgeable Jew. Yeah.
3: It's like the MMA of, of Judaism, like. What? You become well rounded in all aspects of the you're religion.
0: Grappling, you're ju- just, you you're Jiu Jitsu. So, <laughs> so then you can learn about how to keep coach... not how to keep kosher, but with just things all, the do. Just all the and rules, all the rules, all the rules. You just study uh, religion all day. Sounds like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, how how was, many? No, but it wasn't. I was I was succeeding. I was like successful for the first time because all you had to do to succeed because I got terrible grades in high school, terrible. But all you had to do to succeed in college in, in yeshiva was sit there. Why did you did, Why did you get terrible grades? You just didn't give a fuck. Didn't try. Didn't yeah, ever. Did didn't homework. give a fuck. I would yeah. do. Homework I, for social studies during math, and then during, during uh, social studies, do my homework for English, and yeah. then during English, I would do my homework for uh, Talmud. Then, for Talmud, I would do my stuff. You know. I can relate to that. You just go, uh, eh, what is
3: yeah. it, it's Somehow you go, you know what? They lied to me about this following me for the rest of my life. I know that's not true.
1: Yeah, I don't need math. I was the opposite. I took it very seriously. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably, should, get a good probably shouldn't have in, in hindsight. But yeah. uh, how many years? She was two years?
0: She was as long as you want it to okay. be. So most people go for a year, and then they have Shana Bet. Shana means year. Bet means the second letter of the alphabet. Yeah. It's year B, uh, which a lot of people, some not a lot, probably 5 to 10% of those people, at least in BMT where I went, uh, went back for Shana Bet. And that was like, now you became sort of a leader of the Shana Olaf people. And he was just more religious. You're but, like a sophomore, more or less. Yeah, exactly. But most people, it's more like a senior. Yeah. How more long like were graduate you, level? I how long say. were you planning on staying? One year, and, and then I stayed another year. And okay, then and then I came back and I went to Yeshiva University for a year. Lost my religion completely there. That that's that's what I was trying to get at. What did you? Did, want? What was your question before? No, wait. We'll, no, we'll we, just go with this. When
1: did you? When did like what was there one point where you eventually forward. lost
0: it all, or was it gradual? Okay. Well, even when I was not sort of not keeping kosher out. Uh, probably my parents didn't know about that. Um, would they have been mad? Yeah, very really in 11th and 11th and 12th grade. They were like, like during lunch. Everybody would go to Roy Rogers and get chicken and I would go with them, but I would never tell my parents.
3: Were, would you ever confide in like a sibling that maybe had have been doing the same thing? Like no. was your sister like sticking
0: hardcore to no, the they menu? Were all, they were all hardcore. I think then, um, later, my brother now is not religious anymore. Okay. Um, um, uh, but even then, it was hard to admit. Like my, my well, I think my little sister might have like smoked pot once or twice, but she would never have told me until way later. And then she was like, "I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing that for years." I think a lot of people are like that. So
3: you guys aren't, aren't really communicating, communicating with each other about like yeah, your you, thing.
0: you all fear you're the black sheep, so it's like. Yeah. You know, but sometimes siblings, though, like
3: yeah. get to sh- together and go, "Hey, a fear, but another Shafir. Exactly. Yeah. What did yeah, you yeah, end up going we with? We Never really talked that. Side way. Side question: What did you? What was the title of your? Remember when you said. I want to play on Shafir for a title. Oh yeah! For, thank you for helping me
0: for those. What would you go with? Oh, I went with all of them. Oh, I did sixteen shows. I did two a night. Oh,
1: okay, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. okay, okay.
0: But I already know the best one. Taylor came up with. It's going to be my title of my show next year. Here's why: because in, in Edinburgh they do these like plays on on words on people's names for the show titles. Because they to something because there's three thousand shows, so you got to do something to bring people in. Yeah. So it's one guy, Joe Lysett. What's his name? L Y C E T. Yeah. Um, he does panel shows in the UK. Um, his show is called That's the Way, uh huh, uh huh, Joe Lysett. Um, <laughs> this guy, Carl Donnelly, had one last, not this year, the year before, was uh, Now That's What I, Carl Donnelly, Volume 5. Um, um, uh, so, any stuff like that. So, that's what I wanted. So, um, which, which ones did you guys come up Wh- with? What I can't remember. I we sent you like 15. Yeah, what was the one, on. Taylor? What was the one? Uh, Shafir Factor was one. Okay. Um, 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 Ari, Ari Oxenfree. Okay. Um, things like that. It Dirt- was a buy. So yeah. Said a I can't remember. Taylor's the one I'm going to go with next year as my show title for Edinburgh, which is uh, Ari... S P E C T. Find out what it means to me. <laughs> <laughs> they really like their wordplay. I really do.
3: It's so dumb.
1: <laughs> so when? So what point were you completely cut the umbilical cord off and you just float it off? Okay, completely. So like eleventh grade, I would
0: sway.
3: Yeah, but I would. That I would, was the
0: start. Yeah, I would put my yarmulke back on. And I would yeah. do whatever. Um,
3: do you have to wear a yarmulke every like yeah, all, all day? day? Every day, full Not time. Not shower. Not shower. How
0: many days? No. No. That's not what I meant. Not in the shower. Oh, not in the shower. Yeah. I thought you, no, uh, there's no yarmulke shower cap. Yeah, but when you're playing sports, you wear it, and if it falls off, you throw Are it you to the sidelines for a minute, man. and then you get it during a timeout. There's all these frisbee throws. I bet if you go on YouTube and look at like Orthodox Jewish uh, basketball leagues, you can see like, people. Because once it starts falling off, you don't have time to clip it back on. You just frisbee it to your bench. They catch it and hold it for you during a timeout, and you clip it back on
3: at the end of the game. Is everyone like? Wait, I think that's my yam. You
0: have my yarmulke. And- oh, because your name's already in your yarmulke. Jesus Christ!
3: So, that, so eleventh
1: grade. The,
0: the so eleventh grade l- sweat starts loosening, and then Israel. I was way more religious than so you, I had been. So before. you climbed
1: up back a notch. Yeah, because here is
0: Israel. Well, you know, you went. It's, it's your spiritual...
1: When it's just you're surrounded by all the same yeah. things, so it's And to not. keep
0: kosher in Israel, there's almost no restaurants that aren't kosher. It's not even a, really a yeah, question. Yeah, it's most of the... Re- especially in Jerusalem, most of the restaurants... I mean, like, 85%, 90% of them are kosher. Yeah, you don't really have to think about it. There's stuff. no pig allowed in the country. So you went there and you doubled down. You're I like, doubled down. Yeah, for sure. But then I had these doubts that crept in that didn't really get thought of until I was back in America in Yeshiva University. And I probably have talked about this before, but I'll say it. Here here is what dropped me off religion completely. Here's your R.E.M. losing your religion. Here's my R.E.M. losing my religion. That's a good... That's a good uh Ari M. Hold on.
1: thought that they heard. Right, you guys R-E-M. want to
0: keep talking? You guys keep talking. I'm gonna get my notebook for a second. <laughs> so
1: uh Ari's getting his notebook. Uh, it's made of moleskin, I believe. So listen to Danish and
3: O'Neal. We've got a good podcast coming up every Monday. It's uh we're all things Danish and O'Neill. This we're week on Twitter
1: at Danish and O'Neal, Instagram at Danish and O'Neal.
3: This week, January third, twenty sixteen. Our website,
1: www. We have no merchandise yet, but hey, that's even better because we're not trying to sell you anything. We're just trying to entertain. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, Jesus the infomercial's Christ. over. <laughs> Ari came back really. with uh, oh, like like a yard
3: sale. Hey, would you, uh, when you pack for a trip, what do you say, paper or plastic? Uh, Ari has his
0: Target uh, carry on bags. I pull out shit from my car.
1: Oh, he has, uh, looks like a
3: costume. It's is a costume. that a minion's costume? It is a minion's costume. It's my for, Halloween costume. That's weird.
0: What are you oh, doing well, for Halloween? I don't know where my notebook is. Maybe right there. Yep, right there. I what plan. are you doing for Halloween? You, I'm not sure yet. What are you guys doing? You already have a costume. I know that. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. We're anything. going to Dan Bilak's annual Christmas party. Wait, is he still at the Halloween, Halloween party. party. No. No. That was a no. great party. Dude, those thing. were the best. That's how I got Julia <laughs> Lillis' story from, uh, that she did on my show. Oh, really? Yeah, but she told it at that Halloween party. That's, the, that's my show. Stories you tell at a party. Yeah. She told that, and people are like, we need a girl. I'm like, oh, I know a girl. That is a killer story about fucking jealousy and going to England. That was crazy story. It was, right? Yeah, it she, was told us it? No, she told but us. She used that. to tell oh, really? us, and we're yeah. like,
3: holy shit.
0: And then I was like, they're like, well, we don't know. I'm like, I'm telling you guys that it's a woman who has a good story.
3: They, they would not do well in the mafia because they don't take anything that anyone vouches for.
1: Yeah. Sorry, he's writing something
3: um yeah those parties were the best man the key point it's a key they were point. great i think he's writing the something the insane show. always happened at the end of those fucking parties like it would always end up with dan Bilak and a police helicopter and, and him with a baseball a bat. bat chasing <laughs> someone down the street and we're like eh, i guess the party that was because of us but I let's stay on over. task
1: here when was your rem losing your religion moment
0: um okay hello hello how hey, you guys talk for a second
1: yep Hopefully this is recording So back
0: to the Annual Halloween party. Oh we're in the same one Okay that's why I see it okay. okay Here's my reli- Here's my Losing my religion That's why I wrote down lose my religion For an outro song um, Okay I was back in, Yesh- in Yeshiva University In New York 185th in Amsterdam Spanish Harlem Might not be in Spanish Harlem anymore But it was then A hey, Papi Chulo Crown Heights type area Maybe um, No not Crown Heights But um, Okay so we had these Dorm rooms in Yeshiva and how old are you, by the way? This is, I was 18, 18, okay. possibly 19, early 19, if anything. Oh, so you went right from high school. To, right from high got school. Got it. Okay. Well, we went to, with JDS. We went, oh, that's why I went to JDS, because it was such a waste of senior year. And in JD, Jewish day school, what they did is they just doubled up math and English for the first semester of, uh, of senior year. And then the second semester, they all went to Israel. Got so, it. But it was a non-religious trip. Um, I mean, it was just a JDS trip. We also met up with a school in, in, in New Jersey, Ramaz or something, and there was our sister school, and we all had a trip together. We went to kibbutz for two months. We went to Jerusalem for a month. We traveled around the rest of the month, um, and then I went back for two years. So, I was okay. there for two and a half years total, but two half a year just in my high school, two years in yeshiva. So, so now you're 18, maybe 19. 18, 19. You get in a dorm. And there's a dorm. And you know, okay, let me explain some rules of the Sabbath. You can't... you. You can't use electricity on the Sabbath.
3: You <laughs> can't
1: do anything considered like work yeah. or create. And the
0: reason the reasons electricity is work is, is because um, make, they had seven types of, of work. One is ditch digger. One is um, scribe. Um, someone else is starting a fire. I don't quite know how that is. So you can't write on, on the Sabbath because that's oh. work. Uh, even though it's not work when you're just big playing tic-tac-toe, but it's, it's, it's a job of a worker. Then you also can't dig a ditch. You can't drag a bench across sand because that digs the ditch. Okay. Yeah, those are crazy rules. And electricity is because you can't build a fire and it's a spark. When you turn on a light bulb, it's a spark. So all these rabbis had to meet and decide, what is electricity? And they uh. saw a spark. Like okay, <laughs> It's insanity. Yeah, if these rabbis met and said, nah, it's just a small enough spark we're allowed, then we'd be allowed to use electricity on Shabbat. But we can't. <sighs> So um, anyway, there was this light bulb right above our beds um, that we could read by, and it was stuck into the wall. And it was like this round, round like holder ball. It was like a big ball, kind of like the size of a of a of a um, what's that sour fruit? Grapefruit. Grapefruit, probably the size of a grapefruit. Okay. And at The end is a light bulb in there, and it's open. And you could twist it down. You could twist it up. Yeah. You know, whichever which way. And so I had it above my bed that I was going to read by. And on Friday night, I was going to uh, go to sleep. And my plan was to leave it on. Couldn't turn off the light to go to sleep. But there was this cup that we used to wash our hands, ritually wash our hands in the morning. It'd do like three times a day of prayer. And I was going to put it upside down on top of that um, light bulb encasing, top of the round thing. And it put it on there and then it wouldn't stay. It kept sliding off. And I kept thinking like, well, I should just turn the light off. This is really annoying. The thing won't stay. I should turn the light up. But my dorm, the window to my dorm was right by the entrance to the dorms itself. Yeah. The front door to the dorms. And my window was right there. So if, you, if you're about to enter the whole dorms, if you look left, that's my window. Okay. So if anybody was coming by right then, they would see my light go off on Friday night. And these are all super orthodox Jews. No lights go on or off. They're either on or they're off. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you could maybe get away with it on Saturday day. We know what we can see, but not at night. So if anybody's around, I'm fucked. I'm in trouble anyway didn't turn the light off i didn't do it but that stuck with me the thought of me wanting to turn the light off stuck yeah, with me. it turned your light off and here's the deal so when i was in Yeshiva university thinking i can't about
3: but this, i can't even put myself in the place where you're like logically all i have to do is the most simple thing by switching the light off simple. but somebody has ingrained in me that that is something wrong about doing that yeah it's insanity yeah but who
0: who's to, who, who's it wrong to yeah yeah No,
3: i'm asking a question like who oh yeah i don't know well who would i mean it would be wrong to whatever it would be wrong wrong to all the people that practice the religion and your god
0: god yes god that's who would be most wrong to yeah it'd be god doesn't want me to do it and so the more i thought about it the more i realized that if i believed in god if i believed in a god who did not want me to do this a god a deity who says don't touch that fucking light how much pull would I actually have to turn the light off? How much would I be thinking like, well, I'm going to get caught. Maybe I shouldn't do it, but I want to do it. Not if God is standing over you saying, I said don't do this. Yeah. And then I realized that I didn't believe in God. Because if I believed <laughs> in God, that wouldn't be a struggle yeah. in me. So, and a, so just, that was just it. Sort of, it just sort of like took hold. And I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I made a full decision. Like, guys... I think I'm going to be out now. That, that started the little snowball down the hill. It wasn't even a snowball. It was a full boulder immediately. I started thinking about it. I stayed religious, stayed religious until I was like, no, you know what? I don't believe in God. I'm fully out. And then I went and got Taco Bell. I, <laughs> like, if I'm out, I'm out. There's no reason to do any of this. And I transferred <laughs> to Maryland immediately.
3: So, you, so that's when you went to Maryland. And what did
0: your parents say? They were very upset. Yeah, I could see that not being. I true. had to talk with them because I couldn't just. Were they paying for your Maryland. college? Yeah, for but, sure. But they still agreed to send you? Well, this was in Yeshiva University. I went there one year. Okay. And then I was like, I want to transfer to Maryland. And they are like, why? And I go... Because there is I, no I, God. I don't believe in God. And there's no point in me going to it. It was a split curriculum college. Yeah. So from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., it was three credits total. We did it every day for three credits total for the semester. And we studied Talmud. We studied Torah. We studied all <laughs> these things. And you just get three credits. That I don't even think transferred to Maryland. So
3: it would have taken you like twenty years
0: to actually get here. No, no, you just have to go longer. Instead of taking you know four hours of classes a day, you take eight hours of classes a day. Um. And so I told him, "There's no reason for me to go here, and I want to transfer." And my mom was upset mostly because I lost lost a community, and she's you know not being a part of the thing. My dad was just really upset; he was really mad. Did you, they may have though been holding out hope like maybe this is a phase and it'll come back I mean not like I'm not religious it was like when I say I don't believe I don't believe in God it's pretty permanent th- that's but,
3: not really that's, you know it's, yeah. it's a tough thing to fall back from like uh, to jump back into religion you never know
1: though one think, thing's like I don't when that's your thing it's like you know maybe who knows
3: I, I think yeah. people though that fall out uh, you can either have a life changing event that makes you believe in maybe a higher power maybe it's not a God but Or when you get older in life Cause like my family's not religious at all But like now my parents are older And they're definitely Like more Trying to settle up God fearing Trying to settle up the score Before uh, the big You know
0: Yeah
1: Ari's back on the phone Some business
0: uh, Did you get somebody? Santino But I gotta get him spots now. The great Santino um, so let's Can we fast forward well, Wait hold on So this is the thing So, okay. so then once I was out I was out My dad was My dad said My dad was like What do you mean You don't believe in God and I was like I just I just, I looked inside me And the belief Is just not there I just don't have That belief It's not that it's and At the time I was still kind of A pussy about it So I, I would consider myself Then an agnostic Yeah you know I mean like I don't know But I do know That if I looked inside I don't see God there So then I was like, I just don't think there's a belief there. And I wasn't willing to say there's no God. I was just saying I didn't believe. But my dad was like, he was like, even a dog believes in God. (laughs) Are you lower than a dog? Jesus Christ. And I was like, man, you are not making this easy. Whoa. Um, That that must have put a rift between the two of you then. For a little while. Not like I wasn't mad at him. It was more like I've disappointed him. Yeah. Um, But then after a few years, he kind of calmed down. At the I end of the we went, day, it's like you're he's still his my child. Son, yeah. yeah. We went skiing once. And, uh, you know, when you go like down, you go to the lodge and go like get something to eat. Yeah. You know? you know, he would get a salad all the time or like ask if the french fries were cooked in like vegetable oil and then get french fries. But one time he was like, if you want, you can get a burger. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, you know, it's like you can't hold people to the reactions they make when they just find out about something. Yes. You just can't hold them to those reactions. They're not like,
3: no, they're, everything they they would stand
0: by. Yeah. I, I knew a guy in sleepaway camp. They told him his father died. And he started laughing. He just started laughing. This was like fifth or sixth grade. It's just shit happens. Well, you react a certain way. Sometimes they, they hold those 911 calls where like someone's
3: super calm about yeah. this and it shouldn't be. Well, everyone's reaction. Yeah. It's like, I, that honestly, means you must have killed them. Like, no, it doesn't. Natural reactions to a lot of things are just like complete shock and like, oh, okay. Just in that moment. It takes a while to to process.
1: You You just
3: know, yeah, and you don't know until something happens how you're going to react. It's hard to say. What is your current belief in, as far as, are you a spiritual person at all? Do you believe there's like anything out there, like some sort of higher power? Or is there, do you believe that we all
0: maybe are hybrid computers that were organically. There's more truth to that in my mind, even though I don't really understand that at all, than any sort of like. Uh, God.
1: There's so a straight especially up atheist.
0: Not, especially not religious God. Yeah, I believe atheism. I believe agnosticism is, is kind of similar to uh, uh, a, uh, an immature bisexuality. <laughs> yeah. Where these guys in, in college, they'll be like, no, I'm bisexual. And it's like, you're gay. You just can't accept yet. You still want to like, yeah. somehow be able to tell your parents or your friends at home that you still like <laughs> girls, but you don't, man. It's okay. You're gay. Or vice versa. A lot of times, uh, they'll be gay for college. Or uh, this is mostly girls, not based on any research. But mostly girls are like, like, "I'm a lesbian" or "I'm bisexual." It's, it's like, no, 45% you're Forty five percent yes. of women, you're yes. fooling around in in college, yes, you're experimenting. experimenting, but you're all heterosexual with like one eighth gay in you. Yeah, it ain't bisexual. And so, Dr. Drew used to call that um, uh, bisexuality. He would call it mo- a lot of times or most times, maybe even all times, I forget, call it sexual immaturity. Yeah. And that's to me what agnosticism is. It's like, wait. So there's no proof for God at all in the world, and you believe in science, and you're still saying, but maybe there's a God? Go fuck yourself. You know goddamn well with anything else in the world there's no proof for. You're like, well, then it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist, we're not going to talk about it because it's like saying do bears talk when they're in the woods alone. We've never been able to get them all alone, so how do we know? Go fuck yourself. Start a real conversation. I believe, though, that there is, I believe science is the god, and we are
3: created by somebody, but they're also using us for their own personal entertainment to watch us destroy ourselves. Oh, yeah, it could be. It could be that. I don't know what that falls under. Maybe schizophrenia?
1: (laughs) Sci-fi? Sci-fi ontology? (laughs) (laughs) Can we, so let's, we'll fast forward through Maryland and get back to O'Neill's question of, so did comedy. you always want to do stand-up? Yeah, up? like, what,
3: what was your relationship with comedy as a young person, then in high school, and then once you got to college? Okay, okay. Consecrate this relationship. <laughs>
0: what is that? He's
3: pounding down. Oh. When uh, Will Ferrell, says, boy comes down, he's watching, fuck his wife. And the wife's like, get the boy out of here. And he's like, No. Gabriel, I want you to watch me consecrate this relationship. Really? <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah,
3: uh I started re-watching season four of and Down. Tremendous. So really? a, is that the one with oh, Yeah. yeah. Nice. Dude, Stevie Janowski that. is
0: he's gotta go down in the records <laughs> book <laughs> is, who? JC. The girl runs Public House? JC Kokoley. Who? Forget it. You no, know, Steve Little.
3: We're talking about Stevie Janowski. He dated who?
0: Get it? Doesn't
3: matter. Yeah. We don't so,
1: know what was your relationship to Not, comedy? Okay,
3: well, I always liked
0: comp stand up. Uh, Even used to watch a, it. Did you watch it on H? Were you allowed to watch HBO and we stuff? Didn't have cable. No, we didn't okay. have cable. So, where well, did I you see it? I would watch it on uh, Tonight Show with with Johnny Carson. Okay, a lot. Old school. Yeah. You
3: were allowed to stay up that late?
0: Like, yeah, in high school.
3: Let me ask you about Johnny Carson. As a kid, did you find him very bored? Like. Like, when I watched The Tonight on, Show, was I on. was like. It was the thing you watched. Uh, to me, on. it was very boring. Like, I didn't. The jokes, everything just bored me. Yeah. I think it's, it's for older people, yeah. I think. But I was like, I don't know why people like this. Like, it's back so then, boring. there was really
1: nothing for it. Yet, I watch it now.
3: When I watch it now, I think
0: it's great. Yeah. Cars? Cars yeah, Cars was good. Oh, I guess I was bored by him, but I don't really know. It was nothing else I knew. What comics did you like? Were there comics you liked? Amazing Jonathan? The ah, magician, um, yeah, with also, the you know he still does that same act with the ball he's done now, he can't do comedy anymore what why he, his, his his uh doctor told me he had to stop performing, why for something, and now he's like he did a marin about it about it no shit, yeah, he has magic it, it, I mean ten
3: years ago he was he was still on Comedy Central doing stuff. He was still
1: had a like, fuck his own gig at the, at the at the Riv. So he's the artist formerly known as Amazing Jonathan? Do you think that the
3: the yeah, dark I mean, art of magic is maybe, <laughs> maybe finally he's, he's regular Jonathan now? But
0: it was like this thing of like, what am I going to do with my life now? It's, I'm not like am not like Ray Romano fuck. where I have retirement money. I, this is what I was did to make a living. But he made, I had, did all right in Vegas. I think he did all right, but it was probably yeah. living pretty well too. He wasn't like true. well, I'll be yeah, done yeah. forever at, in eight years. Got to open up a magic shop or can? What the the fuck happened? I don't know. i got to listen we'll to that to listen. episode. You would just think something either with his hands or like... Yeah, but there was this guy I, Skip. What I would watch was just Eddie late night show and then there was also Live from the Laugh Factory on Saturday nights. Oh, wow. Laugh Factory Live, something like that by uh, that guy Cotter who came in... Like, Welcome a, Back Cotter? No, no, different Cotter. Gabe Kaplan? Someone who was on America's Got Talent last year the year before. Just as like this has-been. He was just so corny. Jeremiah Trotter from the Philadelphia But I Eags. saw guys, and I would just laugh at them. I would just laugh at stand-ups. You just thought that was funny? Yeah, my friend uh, Ami Butler. Did you watch, like, SNL? Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah, that was one of those things I that was like, did. whoa, was comedy cool. is different. This is different than did sitcoms. Did you watch, like, did you, were you big into co- comedic movies, like, of that era? Yeah, shack sure. Caddyshack? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, you, mean, did you think it. that not everyone... Like Simo- not like Simone watched no, them. No, but, like, yeah. you, you were interested. You give me a second to answer these things <laughs> before you... we uh, but yeah, I'd watched those. And my friend Ami Butler, he was like, You should do stand up comedy. This was like in eighth, ninth grade. Did you have to, like, did your
3: friends have R rated movies? Is that how you got to see them? Because Kay like R rated movies. No, we could so.
0: get tapes. We can get VHS tapes oh, God. At, at Errol's or Jill's video. Yeah. Um, for sure. We'd get those things. We could watch those things. It wasn't religious like that. Like we were, like, it wasn't like we were um, segregated from, from normal society. We yeah. could watch whatever sitcoms we wanted. Jews are pretty liberal. Yeah. Like Our in, terms family, of, in terms of entertainment, yeah. you know, Our family them. didn't have cable, but a lot of the Jew- orthodox jewish families did
3: it was just kind of like you didn't have cable because you didn't want to like pay for it or maybe. you didn't want the content yeah
0: maybe okay it was like they didn't so like- yeah i think they have cable now actually my mom and dad okay because it's- now it's like it's been too you can't ha- not have cable. they didn't want to spoil you guys i don't know it's just like yeah <laughs> and they weren't doing that great financially and it was like just it wasn't a thought of like having that yeah, you're like fuck it you know we have phones we got the internet when that came but you know So you were considered funny among your friends Funny among my friends That's what it was So I was like a class clown and Ami was like, you "Should do stand up?" And I never thought I would, but it was like, yes, it was just in my head of like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe." But you know how it is; like, you don't actually think. Seed planted, and You yeah. don't think you can do stand up comedy. It's
1: like, and especially then, where it wasn't as common as it is now. Yeah, it was like almost like becoming an astronaut. It's like, yeah, that would
3: be That's cool, nuts. but how the fuck does that happen? No,
0: you can't become a comedian. Did those you are, those are different people? But I would, but I, but I, what did I? Work?
3: Did you did, when you saw comics when you were a kid? Did you think that they
0: made everything up on the spot? For sure. I think I saw, this, I, yeah, everyone I saw this one comic that always stuck with me. It's really stuck with me because I saw it was like three, four people in a row on a, on a show. And one w- woman was like, you know, I'm a substitute teacher. I teach this. Now you can recognize those jokes. Yeah. yeah. Not as hacky, but it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. It's your day job. or That's what you used to do. Whatever. This other person was like, you know, it's tough being at work. You got to go into the office and go to, and whatever. And then this other guy came and he goes, hi, I'm it's whatever his name is, Bob, Bob Smith, whatever. I don't remember his name. He's like, hi, I'm Bob Smith. I'm a comedian. This is what I do. This is my job. This is what I do. (laughs) And it was like, oh yeah, they probably all do that. Why are they all lying? This guy's an honest one. What's he talking about? His office job? What do you mean office job? You're on TV doing stand-up comedy. An office job? You're clearly successful in this thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, but uh, I saw uh, I saw this guy Chip something Chip Franklin maybe, and he did this joke about. um, I remember going. uh, I was driving in the freeway and I saw this guy with a bumper sticker. It said, I'm following Jesus. So I pulled in front of him. I just started waving to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a guest spot at DC improv maybe a decade and a half later. And he did that joke. And I didn't know it. I was like, Wait, Are you fucking stupid. Dude, were you ever on Live from the Laugh Factory? And he goes, Yeah, like a long time ago. I'm like, Did you do that joke a long time ago? Yeah, I've been doing the article for like twenty years. I'm like, I saw that joke. When I was in fucking grade school. Did he like that or did that did make him like feel it. bad? He did like it. He but did did almost like it almost, though, you're like saying you've been doing the same joke for 50 years. Was he ashamed <laughs> I, at all? I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a thing that was looked yeah. down on yet. Yeah. So it was just like... But he
3: was like, oh, so this guy remembers me. Yeah, so exactly. He, stuck with that, it? he was
0: a co-headliner at the time.
3: Oh, is that, does that, is that kind of why
0: you now do a new hour every year? Because you don't want to be... Chip,
3: whatever, Franklin. Actually,
0: that's one of the things that would pull me the other way. Of like, maybe don't drop your material because these guys that saw you when they were younger might want to like see a joke that they really loved. Okay, see the like a greatest hits. Yeah, it actually is one of the reasons not to do the hour a year. That's I mean, especially
3: too when you think like if you look like a Pete Davidson, the kid's like twenty-one years old and he's been yeah. doing comedy for like. Can you even wrap your head around that at that age? Like being able no to do that or like. Virgin. It's crazy. It's like, what do you have to really talk about?
1: Yeah, Ari's ran to the table. He's getting a water. He's coming back. I think,
3: obviously, the internet and everything makes it closer to you now than, like, because I grew up in Indiana, and they're like, well, no, there's no, like, how would you ever go to Hollywood and become anything?
1: It just seems so unrealistic. Like, where you're from, you know, where we were all from, you're pretty insulated from, you know, like, you're just like, how would I even, how would you even go about it? You have no idea. Yeah.
0: And no one really has an idea. If you ask
1: somebody, they're like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But then I decided to try it. How old were you? I was was probably 23. In D.C.? 22, maybe. Did you have sex yet? Or D.C.? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was 21, 22. 21 in Yeshiva University. God, your dick must have just been constantly throbbing.
1: (laughs) In your 20s? Not getting. Are you
3: allowed to jerk it? No, no? you do it anyway. You have to. You're going to blow loads in your pants all the time.
0: Metzger has a great joke about it, about religious people telling them, like, you're never supposed to masturbate ever. He's like, a grown man told me that. An actual grown man <laughs> told me that I should never masturbate in my entire life. <laughs> um, like, like in standard. what religion? There's nobody that's done that. So you're, like, lying to a kid. Like, we don't do that. Like, yes, you do. Yeah. And you physically have to. And you have. It will so come out yeah. one way or another.
1: One way or another oh, yeah. that another cock is catch. gonna come in your pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um but i did it on a, on a on a maybe 22 let's say 23 i don't know if i was a virgin or not it doesn't really matter to it but um there was some open mic in northern virginia and i wore a, a double-breasted suit
3: oh man, no, you didn't. man. Yeah, I no, sure did. as a joker like because no, i want
0: to be classy that's like that's what you're supposed to do you, fucking... you wear a tie <laughs> of course oh my god oh, of course of course, with your glasses. Yeah, and I I couldn't. There, I, is there pictures of this? It was a Friday night. No, no, It was oh, pre-cell man. phone pictures. But I uh, I was a Friday night. I couldn't stay. I couldn't leave from my parents' house, so I stayed at my friend Avi Lerner's house in Georgetown. I brought my suit bag, and uh, and I said, "I'll see you." <laughs> Did later. you steam that shower up to get all the wrinkles oh, out? For sure. And uh, they wanted to come, but I was like, "No, no, 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 I don't want." Oh, so it
1: there. was not a bringer. It was just an open mic show. It was an open mic show. A lot of people brought people though.
0: Yeah, I mean, it had, but was, it's like a it's like was, a, it's known as like it was a place that was. Easy. let's all go see our friend tom I was doing stand and if it's like you're a new yeah. guy it's an easy yeah client. i had eight minutes written and then right beforehand they told me it was like it's only gonna be seven we got a lot of people signed up seven seven's a, a ton or mic. six could have been down to six, but i remember being eight and then them cutting me a minute or two i remember when scramble f- with all my notes i'm like fuck fuck what can i lose here <laughs> oh really you're like i, mean, I had out. notes i had a lot of pages of notes so it was all written Shit. out yeah very, and very did you rehearse every like, word. In, a, in a room i I don't remember, but I got to assume I did in front of the mirror or some shit. Three
3: minutes is intimidating when you start out, let alone seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And so how did you do? I
1: remember going pretty good. But then again... Were you the only guy in a suit? Yeah. yeah. Like, did other people kind of laugh at that or you don't remember? I don't remember that. But I'm assuming i assuming d- somebody may have been like,
0: look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, now looking back, it's like, mm, what's he doing? But I mean, this is 2000... No, this is probably 1997-ish. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I moved to L.A. in 1999, so this is probably 1997, 1996, something like that. Um, yeah, right around there. Now, now, uh, I do remember having a joke about squirrels. I don't know what the joke was. Okay. I remember a little more of a joke I had about bumper stickers, about how they're way too permanent. And, uh, and I was like, uh, my, I remember the punchline. is like, I saw a guy, Mondale Ferraro, 88. Hey, they're not going to win. that's a funny joke thanks thanks. (laughs) I like that appreciate it Because <laughs> you can't get him off. Um, and Carbone, then, Pete Carboni
3: lives that joke. He has a Dukakis sticker on oh, his yeah, current vehicle. Right,
1: that's right. You're, he, he's a,
3: a buddy. Of I think part of the people that say they do well the first time, because I say that too, I think part of it is the adrenaline, adrenaline. and the fact that you just did went through with it. Did it. And the it, fact that like nobody booed you yeah. and you got one
0: think or think two laughs. A couple laughs, yeah. a couple laughs. We all right? did better than we thought we would do. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but you mean, don't realize you don't realize now, if I got three laughs over eight minutes, yes. I would want to kill myself. Yeah, it's terrible. You bought it was like these people were all laughing at a joke I made. And honestly, now that I think about it right now, I gotta get back to that feeling a little bit. (laughs) Of just being able to relish the good things. Yeah. To be like, hey, I was up on a stage, I'm a fucking paid regular at the comedy store in Los Angeles. And I went up and fucking twenty five people laughed at a joke I made. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that (laughs) it was pretty magical at some point in our lives, and now it's like fucking nobody's here tonight. It's tough. Well,
3: I think, I mean, if you're guys like us and we get only late night spots, then you're always like, there's nobody here every (laughs) night and there never will be ever for us. Yeah. It's kind of the feeling. But we still have a good time when we go up in those late nights. I mean, you know, it's. But dude, it can be hit or miss in some sets of better. Do you ever walk back into the OR and. so every once in a while Every few years This happens to me Where there's a smell Or something Brings you back To the exact first remember. time And you go Holy shit I remember The feeling The feeling yeah. Of going up And it, and that feeling Would stick with you For like three weeks You'd be like Holy shit The comedy store Has a uh, I, I don't know what it is I can't describe
0: it It has a particular smell Especially
1: yeah. the OR That like I, I, it, Sometimes I do get
0: Whatever it is Oh and, I know what it is it's a, it's a remnant It's a little tiny remnant of a dead rat in the wall
1: it's <laughs> something like that. i don't know if it's just either dead dreams or it's like g- the kinnison's ghosts or yeah, set in smoke pubes and, shit. and hairs that are set into that rug i don't know what it is but it's something yeah. that like if i'm away from there a long time when i walk back in i'm like oh I, I can smell it again because yeah. i'm not used to it
3: yeah kind of overwhelmed with it at times where you go wow like you can all, you can just go back to that first time like once and you're like whoa
1: you, know, you walked you in like You knew no one I remember when I would started I was like I just want I saw Painter And he knew people And he was a door guy And I was like I just hope to someday Even like be able to talk to that guy And like have him consider me Like a funny guy You know like you just Your goals are so low And you go incrementally
0: up Oh yeah Right exactly I remember seeing Jason Galern Pull into the parking lot When I was signing up for Potluck Before I was an employee there Signing up And I saw him pull in And he got out of his car And kind of like Walked into the building yeah. And I was like Whoa That's a paid regular. That guy's doing it.
1: Yeah, and and in your head, you're like, if I could even, like, even getting to that is unrealistic. You're like, I don't even know how that's going to happen. No way. Like, you go from, like, not knowing how to get into comedy to, like, then you see this, uh, you know, this level's above you, and you're like,
0: how do you even do that? I don't
3: know. And nobody could could tell you how you do it. They're like, well, no, you have to get a showcase. We're like, how do you get a showcase? You're like, well, I don't know. You got to get recommended. The way I got a
0: showcase was I asked Corey, the town corner, Corey Como at the time, Freddie Soto's. Princess Corey, yeah, wife, widow, widow, Uh, Princess Corey. Um, I talked to Mitzi on the phone because I'd answer the phones. I don't know how I got close with her with Mitzi, but somehow I got in with Mitzi. Did you have sex with her? No, I was way past her trying to fuck comic days. I mean, like a decade
1: past. Hey, you never know what you're going to get when, when you're the interviewer. You got to <laughs> throw people the questions like, out. <laughs>
0: people were like, she was hot when she was younger. And then I look at the timeline. Like, she took over the comedy store when she was 42. Yeah. When was she younger? <laughs> she was never. Anyone in the 80s was fucking her in her 50s. She's hotter compared to the, how she is now. Yeah. But any of the 80s was fucking her, a woman in her 50s saying, no, no, she was hot. Yeah. Hey, man. Stage time's a commodity in I know. LA. <laughs> I know. You do what That's you got to do. Me. When Jimmy Schubert, his parents were visiting and they were in the main room and I was in the back door in the back door, and he was out there smoking a cigarette or something. And I was like, Oh, your parents are here? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you get nervous in front of your parents? He goes, nah, nah. They've seen me a bunch of times in Philadelphia and other places. No. He goes, I'm no, Mitzi. I get nervous in front of her and I've been inside of her. And I was like, Jeez. what? <laughs> what? It blew my mind. That's crazy. I think it's it blew his crazy. mind, it probably. It blew my mind. But anyway, um, I asked Corey for a show, uh, not a showcase. I asked to talk to Mitzi. And I was like, hey, Mitzi, um, you know, I'm doing stand-up comedy. I was already employed at that point. Um. No way. And I was like, uh I'd love any advice you might have you know if you could watch one day and give me any advice Show I didn't know about showcase herself. I didn't know about that. no she didn't it was before those days She's it was before she started torturing me and she goes yeah sure that's okay oh yeah I'll tell Corey set up a showcase and I was like okay still not knowing what it is and I told Corey I'm like oh, Mitzi said uh, set up a showcase she's gonna watch me she goes, oh, okay, wow. And then everyone's like, wow, you got a showcase. This is big. This is mm. big. started making me nervous. Now, did you know going in there were the horror stories about Mitzi as prevalent as like when we showed up? It was don't keep her waiting. Answer that one phone line yeah. that she calls on or you'll be fired. I was fired instantly. Um, the, the talent coordinator, Brandon Duncan, had to talk my way back into a job. <laughs> what was that no guy? He's too serious on the phones. Fire him and then he's like okay it's a crazy way to run a business i know and crazy then, and then he dealt with a couple of things like the beer orders and other stuff like that yeah. and then at the end of the conversation oh, oh by the way that guy the phone guy that the, the not sm- uh, can i just tell him to smile more on the phone be happier she goes oh yeah okay do that yeah, and you. that's it i would have been out right away wow you're too tall seating people you're fired i got fired what? for having a beard Real, yeah, same shit. Steve like,
1: Renazizi saved me. How did he save you? He told uh, Tommy Morris, who told Mitzi that uh, that I had been in Israel and that that was like commonplace, and like kind of left it vague of like whether it. I was living there or whether I was just visiting there. And she was like, "Okay, yeah. he can stay." But, but then they said, like, hey, when she's around, like, make yourself scarce. Like,
0: don't test it. Don't yeah, don't fuck. test it.
1: Don't push it. It's
0: crazy. Yes. It's crazy. So I asked her, too, about I'm being too tall. You're blocking people's sight when you're seating oh. people. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, can I just crouch when I see people? Oh, yeah, okay. Can I cut
3: my legs How tall off the knee? <laughs> would you have to be? A f- person that's 5'2 is blocking people's views when you're sitting down. It's hyper-managing.
1: Mitzi, can I e- use a wheelchair, even though I don't well, need it, to see people? Un- she's an unbelievable control freak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, club owners in general are very weird because everyone kisses up to them. Yeah. Everyone they in, have that, a, in that they're,
3: In that universe, they're yeah. the almighty. You either there. buy into yeah. it or you know it's bullshit. Yeah.
0: yeah but you have,
1: have the, to play their, you have to play by their rules. I went to the
0: factory this week. I was get, running a story and uh, trying to run all my stories this week and I came from the improv. And the improv and the factory were right around the same times. and they were like, where are you? I'm like, I'm about to go up at the improv. Like, you're going to be late? I'm like, I know I'm going to be late. Can you ask the next person to go on and I'll just go on after them. Uh, I'll run over as soon as I get off. And then I show up, it's packed, and Jamie's there. Because, buddy, where were you? We had to delay. I don't know if I could put you on. I was like, oh, oh I get it. I had to run that set. It's like I wasn't going to drop the improv set. Yeah, so buddy, I set yeah. And, uh, and I couldn't go later at the improv because it was just me and Brett Ernst and an MC. So he was headlining, so I can't go after Brett goes on. Buddy. And so he goes, well, I can only give you 10 minutes now. I'm like, actually, that's all I need. I just got to run the story, so absolutely. And it was almost this thing of like, Dude, I don't care. I don't need you. I'm not trying to get in right now. Yeah. So you don't know how you don't have this power over me. But if this was 10 years ago, I'd be on my knees groveling. Like, I'm so sorry. You'd be, be unzipping yeah. his fly. I, I, I worship <laughs> you. And I, I respect you so much. I'm sorry to have, yeah. to have shown lack of respect to the improv, to the laugh factory. Now <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, man. Well, I'm here now. Can I just go out? Dom's on right now. What's he at? 18? Can you just hey, light up go on 18. Okay, buddy. Yeah
3: Just throw me up I don't get Yeah fine You want to give me 10 minutes
0: Fuck whatever, it Whatever dude Whatever I got, a, I got two more spots At the store I yeah. can't stay here That long <laughs> That's fucking Back
1: to uh, uh, So you You're obviously A struggling comic uh, oh, During yeah. for a time For a time And I remember
3: I remember time. hearing Wait after you went up once Did you continue to go up After yeah. that So I
0: went up In Northern Virginia That one time And I, I That was it But I, I had the love I had the I, I liked you it You got bit I By the liked bug it. I liked it for sure And I was thinking Of doing that And when I applied For a few jobs After college I applied for a few Like uh, creative type jobs there was administrative assistant jobs, administrative type jobs. it was seemed really boring. There was one job that I would have been cool, which is running the the website for the for the um for the discovery channel. oh, really, yeah, and that would be some sort of like creative control where you could decide what goes up higher, make some pictures and photoshops, and like that would have been.
3: That's what you think, back, that's what you but thought this, back then, but now you know that that wouldn't have been the case at think, all.
0: No, no. It would have been more creative than a fucking, here's a file, go file it, yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. You know? But to
1: think of the you now doing, like, y- Right.
0: Yeah. But I'm saying, there's, there's types of jobs where if, if, here's how I break them down. If you get fired or leave and they replace you, is the job done exactly the same way? Like garbage man, it's just pick up the garbage, throw them in the truck. Yeah. There's no, it doesn't matter who's doing it. Lawyer, it's different. If you're a lawyer, if I'm a lawyer, we're going to represent our clients differently. Yeah. So that 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 health that uh, not health network that Discovery Channel thing was like I'd have some of my signature on it. It was creative in some way. I got close, didn't get the job. I don't know if I would hire either of you as a lawyer, well, maybe as enough. a a, a, legal, a paralegal. I'm a doctor anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, my friend Aaron Levine. Um, I remember Aaron. Do you? No. So the guy you moved out here with? Moved out here with him, and he he AL. was my friend from high school. Um. From Jewish Day School, and in college too, he went to the University of Maryland. We hung out a lot there, played golf a lot. He we called a them call him a leave. you called him a leave. Yeah, uh, he started the AHL Invitational Tournament. Yep, four person golf tournament every year with the green jacket.
1: <laughs> one of the best Jewish golf tournaments around.
0: Uh huh. Seth Boyer one year, one year, but he cheated, so we didn't give him the, the green jacket. He didn't deserve it. Um, but he his family moved to Florida, and like a year before I graduated college, he graduated year before me because he didn't go to Israel. And um and he was like, "Ari, I'm thinking of moving to California. You should go." And I was like, "I don't know. I'm trying to get this job. I didn't get the job." He's like, "Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. We should do it." Uh-huh. He wanted to be a screenwriter. I wanted to be a screenwriter and a comedian. Didn't really decide well,
3: yet. But you and you uh, you dabbled with it with Shooter.
0: Yeah, with Shooter.
3: A famous. Did I ever Ari that you?
0: <laughs> No, you never did. AU you Maryland. Oh He man was, was so a bad. big
3: plot point. I gotta you, send that. To you. you told me like a few years ago. I go, if someone was asking you about a script. You're like, do you think that I could polish up Shooter enough to send it to somebody? And I go, dude, you wrote that. It was to so, Rogan's uh, fifteen Rogan years ago or something.
0: Truck. I go, you should I not show it, that to I anybody. Thought it was on Word Perfect. Yeah, you were trying to convert it. Trying to convert it for like 10 years. I'm like, I have this winter script because I wrote it in, sc- in, a, in a screenwriting class in college. So I got the bug for that a little too. And I was like, it must be good. And I, told, I finally got to able to like transfer it to Word. And I was like, hey, Chandra, I got the script. you ready to help me send it out? And then I read it and I was getting the cold sweats for how bad it was. Can you give the premise real quick to the people who yeah, sure. are listening? Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, the name is Shooter. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a movie about uh, a guy who loved loves basketball loved basketball since he was little and he could shoot lights out he man was a lights you don't out get shooter. a name like Shooter unless yeah. you're a hunter or He's, you're right. fucking and he played in high school and in high school you could get by with that but he had no speed he had no speed was he fat and then he went man. to no not fat just no speed He's you know slow. like yes. you like, like, like O'Neal yeah, it's like you can't get speed and then he went to um, college and he tried out for the team and like every year he would get past the first round of tryouts because he would shoot lights out and then they would do speed drills, and he would get fucking like laughed. Fuck. Until the last year, he was. This is my senior year. I finally got a chance. I finally got a chance. This is it. I know they're gonna take me this year. I've been working on my game, and he's shooting lights out, and he fucking dominates this one guy, the bad guy, the <laughs> Daniel character. Um,
3: <laughs> Daniel, the Daniel LaRusso. Daniel, Daniel
0: Russo was a good guy. Oh no, who's his enemy? John. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny, uh, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, so he was a fucking school to Johnny guy, just fucking outshot him. And then they did defensive drills and then Johnny just kept stealing the ball from shooter, just kept stealing it from him, like throwing it back to him, taunting him, just an asshole. Anyway, they were like, well, you're cut. And it was his last year and he had his dream of playing in the final four. His, all his dream. And he went to sleep that night and there was an electrical storm and he was watching He-Man. He left He-Man on the TV. It's a long first act. <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, electricity hit the hit the building he was in and it went through the TV and he fucking got sucked into the He-Man world. And a little <laughs> bit of cartoon. It's a little bit of fucking. cartoon. And he helps He-Man randomly. He drops on one of He-Man's enemies as he's falling in. And, uh, and he starts cursing. He-Man's like, you can't curse here. And, um, and then He-Man grants him the power of speed. And then sends him back. By the power of grace, go I grant you speed. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. And then he, he asks, he begs the, the, the coach, he's like, Let me have another shot. He goes, dude, we've already cut you. We've cut you four straight years. It's over. But don't you don't get me. it. The electrical storm. Yeah. Something I need happened. One more shot. <laughs> he woke up the next day. That's right. He woke up the next day. He had this class where he had a paper due and it was due at twelve. And if it's late, you fail. And he was at the I bet he bolted he in there. He ran so fast and he got there. He goes, I'm sorry I'm late. He goes, You're not late, you're seven minutes early. Like, seven
3: minutes. He beat the clock by seven minutes, something like
0: that. And he's like, "What?" And then he started realizing I got speed now. And he got another tryout. And he went and basketball. And he schooled fucking Daniel, uh, not Daniel Johnny, and they went on the team. And, did uh, he get to that final wow. four? He got Spoiler final alert, four.
3: everybody. He got I four. love this movie. The only, the only problem I see with it is you getting it. the rights to He-Man that might be, be a little hard. bit of a problem. Should did, uh, hard, this yeah.
1: is, we should say this is
0: before you did any drugs, right? Before any drugs. <laughs> <So> this <laughs> I mean, is, this is an Ari Shaffir sober mind. I might have smoked pot once or twice. In college, I smoked pot once or twice. You should put this script on your website so people can read it. can laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Or make it. Maybe a fan will make gotta it. got to find the floppy disk that it's on. Yeah.
3: Dude. I you got should a floppy
1: just... disk in my panties. What is it? Penis? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a disk. It's a disk <laughs> shit. So yeah, he
0: asked me if I wanted to go to LA and eventually I didn't get these jobs. I was like, you know what? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's move to LA. I Where did you first college. live? In Hollywood? No. I lived off on Stoner Avenue. That's uh, a oh. Barrington uh, trust Barrington? Me. So you're like Westwood? It was West LA Okay um, Having to listen to my stoner roommate Tell everyone of his friends Like, I oh, guess what street I live on guess, No, guess what street I live on I oh, guess what street I live on <laughs> <That's> Stoner <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you Yeah, it's Stoner Avenue Having to hear that 35 times No way I, I hated weed No way Is that what turned you off? It made me like not want to smoke it Because I was like, this guy's a loser that, This is the guy you came out with Yeah, and then he wanted to be a screenwriter And I was doing open mics and you also want to be an actor. No. No, I wouldn't have minded being an actor. But acting, even then, was just a path to let me get into every club in the country. Okay. Even then. It was like, if I get in a sitcom, it's so that I can do, so I can headline. So, so pure, your, the love of stand-up has always been your purest. And, and the screenwriting wasn't, wasn't off, too. But the problem is, and I tell younger guys this, 10 years passed, and I didn't write screenplays. And now when people are like, well, you should write screenplay, I'm like, how dare you? Anyone who's been doing it for two years, it just started, is going to be better than me. Because I haven't done it but for But you have years. sugar yes. in the bag. Well, it's like, here, you guys know. You wrote screenplays. The first couple ones weren't your best. How no. dare you? You putz? <laughs> putz? Putz. was a great script. And then you get better and better. An action star. I love putz and I want to be in putz. I still want to be in putz. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. every script we write, it's like yeah. you feel like you get Yeah, you're getting better. Just and like we've just been stand-up. at it for 12 years. Just like in stand-up, you yes. get better at writing jokes. So yeah. now, I'm just a bad screenwriter. So anyway... Um, if even a screenwriter at all. Yeah, I ball? would go to open mics I every mean, on Wednesday or something, or Tuesday. I remember one night I was going to go to the Westwood Bruco. We were living nearby. Remember the Westwood open mic? Yeah. There? Vance Sanders, one of the greatest open mics there ever was. Yeah. To be honest, it really I never was. went to it. But. I used to go. Did you? It was all comics though, and I an never did well uh, in front of comics. It was an Like the best guy I ever saw do well there the first time. First time there, Kevin Christie. I yeah. could see that. Never, never saw anybody first time there do as good as him. Hmm. But Tuesday nights would come around. I'd be tired from day job, and I'd be like, I don't want to go out to open mic tonight. And then Aaron would come home, go to his room, light up his fucking bong, and smoke, and be like, Oh, he's not writing a screenplay at all. And I'm like, I got to go to this open mic. You don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. He drove me more than like any other sort of potters of reinforcement. Are you still friends with him at all? Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but he, what I'm saying, he like, turned it around. But it wasn't his. No, pa- he's super successful what he does. Yeah. He's happy life. But in terms of what he was trying to do, he was an utter failure. Yeah. He never wrote a screenplay. He well, never th- wrote one. He said he was a screenwriter. That was a joke that Carboni and I both kind of had was like people say they're a screenwriter. And I'm like, they've never written a screenplay. That's like saying you, you, you were a Laker. Yeah. <laughs> because like you don't even play basketball. No. Because you want to do that at some point.
3: It's insulting to guys like Jeff and I who yeah. like put our – and you're like, you're not like us. Yeah. And it gives it a – in this town. That's why no one wants to read anything because
0: there's yeah, so I was many like, of that guy. Exactly. I was like, dude, what if you get into a cab and then from the other side randomly someone else jumps in and you, bo- you know, both doors open up and you both get in. And you're like, oh well, you're going to the airport. Okay, let's share it. You know, that kind of crazy, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like, well, what's your name? He's like, oh, my name's Steven. What's your name? He's like, my name's Aaron Levine. He's like, cool, Aaron. What do you do? He's like, well, I'm a screenwriter. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a director. He's like, wait, what's your name? He's like, Steven. Steven Spielberg. He goes, yeah. He goes, oh man. And then Steven Spielberg's like, well, do you have a script you can show me? I'd love to read something. There's it's a lot of holes really cool. in this because I think Steven Spielberg would take his own private card. I know, I know. But listen, <laughs> but then it. Steven Spielberg was like, well, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to read something you got. And he'd be like, oh, well, ooh, I haven't really written a full screenplay yet, but it's like, well, then what the fuck, man? You're not even ready for an yeah. opportunity that won't even exist. It's ridiculous. Re- write a screenplay and then you can say you're a screenwriter. He
1: basically, it sounds, I don't know this guy, but it sounds like it, you know he was... Kind of sowing his oats, but at yeah. the same time, it was in this town and wanted to be like, "Oh, I'm a
0: part of," you know. Like, yeah. He
1: wanted to say he gave it a shot. Well, that's what he came out that's here what, for. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't do
0: it. He didn't do it. <laughs> but at the same which is by the way, almost everybody. Ninety nine percent. Yeah, it's six months is the normal failout rate that I've seen here because you come here thinking like I'm going to be a star for sure, and then right a few months in, four or five months in, you realize oh this is going to take ten years. Before I even have a chance of not getting paid. Fuck it. Right. Not getting paid for 10 years. Struggling, selling mattresses. To get by, you this can. Sort of if data. you want to be a lawyer, you go to school for three years, and then you're in. instantly paid. And also, you will be a lawyer yes. if you graduate. The ten years in, you might also get like, hey, guess what? It's never going to happen, and you still don't know. Wait it, another ten,
1: and no two paths are the same. It's like snowflakes. You can't describe. Like I can't. You couldn't sit somebody Absolutely. down and say, do this, this, and this, and I guarantee right. you can't.
0: Not There's like no law guarantee. school, where there is that. Yeah. No.
1: So then it's like those. If people you pass go, the bar, you will get yeah. a job.
0: So those people six months and go, oh, you know what? oh, No, fuck this. Yeah, I want to yeah. get married.
3: I want to have kids. Yeah. Whatever it is, and they and always end up
0: talking about like it's all political out there. No, it it's isn't. All, it's yeah. hard,
3: dude. It's it's a full time job that you're not getting paid for, but you need another full time job to pay for the lifestyle that you. What's the, just what's to the to system get by. you have
0: when you're, when you're when you're you have like a mentor that you work for? Apprentice, apprentice. Yeah, it's an apprenticeship. And it's good a luck, ten year apprenticeship. Good luck for no God, money. telling that to chicks in L.A. They love hearing like
1: the artist is romantic for about. Yeah, what three do you months. Do for living? I'll go home with you. You're a producer. Ooh, what do you do? I'm an apprentice. Oh, you're an art like uh. oh, you're an artist, and it's like oh, you're fucking broke. Broke. You work a shitty
3: job. You're an apprentice, but you ha- you also have nobody above you telling you what to do or how to do it. it sure is it's sure. It's all just fucking trial exactly. by fire. You have
0: to just guess, and that's the thing. People are like, do you have any advice for me as a comic? I'm like, here's the, th- the real thing. It's gonna be muscle memory, so you're gonna have to bomb a bunch of times. Yes. So there's nothing I can tell you. You're going to have to learn how you deal with bombs. And
1: it's like, do you have it in your fucking body and soul and heart? Yeah. Can you take that? Some yeah. people can't take that. Exactly. It's, a, it's one of the harshest
0: rejections in the world.
3: That's and if you can't, there's no problem with it if you can't. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give up,
0: there's no problem with it. Just, that's I would one recommend it. Yeah, that. that's one of the reasons I think that women don't succeed in comedy as much, is because early on, women are taught in life. That a rejection is a, is way worse than a man is taught what a rejection is. Yeah. And early on in comedy, it is all rejection. So they're failing out a lot of women who could have been really great comics, but those first two years are just too hard to overcome in a society that tells women that rejection is, is not something they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up that like, just trying is the real thing. And stand up like there's really no
1: discrimin. I mean a little bit here and there but it's like everyone bomb You know what I mean like the bombing bombs. is like AIDS it doesn't pick and choose it's yeah, gonna, everyone's going to Yeah. You will tank. bomb. Yeah. You're and going so to. a
0: man a man who like, might be more used to that sort of like failing and overcoming that whereas women are taught if you fail, don't try that again. Try something else. That's just a problem with parents, not with the stand-up yeah. comedy world, but with parents.
1: I love it. You can, as comics, and we've all met this guy or girl uh-huh. who you talk to, and be like, "How long have you been doing it? Two years?" You're like, "Oh, like you ever tank? I never bomb. I oh, always yeah. do well." You're like, "You're not
3: good. You're not no a comic. Way. There's no way." Dude, I went on like a nine-month streak. Where I don't think I did well once. That La Jolla girl, you sucked. Yeah, like crazy dude. I, off stage already. I, when I was like trying to learn how to do crowd work, I go, okay, I'm just gonna do crowd work. And you know, you you hear a lot of early comics go, hey, this time I'm not gonna do any material, and then they immediately do material. She's well, so I good. stuck with it, and I fucking, you remember that? You had an experimental, like oh, year-long phase, dude. So just it was. You tell me that
0: too. Like, go up with no material? It's try fucking. For a while. It was just trying. Yeah, you were just trying whatever you want. The worst that's bombings the thing. you could if ever you're have. Really, an apprentice. Then you should be trying those yes. things and be like, well, it might not go well. It's like, but that's not the point. The point is learning how to make it go well and not find just, your thing. Yeah, not just doing the things that already work well, it's finding your yeah. weaknesses and work on those. What well, works good, you've already got. Yeah,
1: we were talking about being broke, and I a question, I, I've heard stories of you, and I, I think you've told me some, but <laughs> at, at some points, you were, like, beyond dead broke, right? I was broke. And, like, you, did you not used to eat food off, like, plates, like, I think at the airport or something, like, if it was left over? Yeah, man, whatever. Like, so, like, so like you're, <laughs> <laughs> airport. you're brokest,
0: like, give us a description of what, like, Denny's. the brokest... Uh, well I broke down how much money I, okay I, I tried to live off here's what I realized I came out here with $12,000 okay which Whoa. is a lot that's, that's a good amount a good yeah that's a lot. my brother-in-law uh, I mean, how did you accumulate that just office jobs working at law okay. firms over the years my brother-in-law had, had a job my, my, my aunt was doing real well my aunt and uncle Uncle Gilbert and Aunt Bonnie and they gave me like a grand or two to come out here and I was like that fucking helped a shitload. Okay. okay um, my brother-in-law had this company that like diversified or something that's not the right word whatever it was went public and um he gave all the family members um, stock options. Okay. That, that gave me a, f- a couple grand.
1: And a lot of people don't know, it's, it's just being
3: Jewish, you're given $8,000 no, no. uh, every no, other it year. It was saving my money every <laughs> I'm summer. kidding. Well, that's it, yeah. good. Yeah, when I moved out here, I had two grand and a girlfriend with a super good corporate job. Well, that helps. I remember her. <laughs> yeah. I remember her. She was nice. You flew next to him once? Uh, no, I don't talk to You either.
1: flew on a plane next to the two of them randomly.
3: that's right.
0: Play- Ari taught me Sudoku. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, um, what I realized early on, I was eating with Aaron, we were in a diner eating, and I realized I spent $11 on the meal and then $3 on tip, or tax and tip, and I was like, oh, I can't afford to do this anymore. I don't have a job. This money I have, this $12,000, is time. It's not money, it's time. Yeah. And so I need to make this last as long as time period as possible. Because when I'm out, when I'm out of money, I'm out of this dream, and I got to move back home and get a job get a yeah. real job in Maryland and you know I didn't even think of how I was going to do that but I knew I could ask my dad or someone for help finding a job and just go through that I can go move back home while I look you know but the dream would be over so 12,000 I figured out how much it was and I just try to make everything last and I would go to the supermarket and I'd buy everything on sale I would hear some stories of it you, you would buy like I remember seeing you at the grocery store once, and I don't think you were dead broke, but you were probably in
1: that area. It was like to the point, was that you would buy, like, like, fucking a whole cart worth of cheap meat and then just put
3: it in your freezer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I remember I'll once, last. you, I, I think we asked to go somewhere, or, like, some, a movie, or, I don't know what it was, you go, uh, I can't, I have this meat that's going to go bad, and I have to stay home and eat it. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> it's it's bad when your food holds you hostage.
1: I've been held hostage yeah. by produce. Like,
0: yeah, like produce. fruit. And you're like, fuck, fuck I got to eat like You got to go five, frozen, dude. I got to yeah, eat like
1: five never, fucking things today. And you I don't even want get it. Frozen. I
0: would never get frozen. You got to get frozen. Uh, I would start breaking down. Not, you know how you look at the price selling? You're like, that's pretty cheap. You look at something else. Like, well, that's cheaper. But oh, wait, you get less. You get yeah. less in yeah. there. So then yeah. you look at the price per ounce, you know? I started breaking down the price per calorie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I would look at how many calories were there. That's great. Like the calculator out like, for and like, out, like Exactly, <laughs> units of energy. Calories were units of energy.
1: You should have just found a chick who was breastfeeding and just been drinking those titties. I Did would, you ever I would think, think that, peanut like, butter and
0: jelly sandwiches a lot? And at some point, I realized oh. that hot dog buns were cheaper than bread. So you're making peanut butter and jelly
1: hot dog buns. Hot dog buns? Oh man! Did you my ever sister, think about getting
0: a girl that had or like a, a woman with like a good job and do what with her? Leave her every single night to go do stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Never seen- <laughs> Then, then I, and then after the, she left me, I found another one with a, a good kind job. more degenerate than I am. <laughs> my sister, my older sister, sent me a bunch of boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese. That saved me for a long time. Uh, McDonald's, Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, Sundays was 39 cent cheeseburgers. Wednesdays was 29 cent oh, hamburgers. Jesus Those days I lived like a king. But here's what I ended up doing. My mom got really mad about this. I, I shopped for a month or something, uh, you know, for food, kept everything in there, you know, the, the bread I put in the freezer and all this stuff. You would go once a month. Whatever it was, I would just stock up on 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 food. This guy was market. using Ralph's like Costco. Yeah, Ralph's, yeah, You're absolutely. using a grocery store like absolutely. It was Costco. Absolutely. Sometimes you get two for one things. Ralph's Club card. Wow. You get the meat on super sale sometimes, which is like a third of the real price. Well, I'm buying that cut. I'm not. Dude, I saw
1: real you cut. in Ralph's, the grocery store, once, and like. I was like done, and you are like, oh, I am still gonna. G-. You were like, you were like a meticulous and I slow go every
3: shopper, dude. You were fucking like really working. Did you, did you ever was, bring a calcu- Did you bring a calculator with you
0: or yeah, anything? Sometimes. Pasta was really Jesus big in my life. My one splurge was was uh, was uh, grated cheese. Uh-huh. Um, but pasta was really big and cheap. And so anyway, I did the math on how much I was spending a day on food. I did the math over the whole month with the McDonald's thirty-nine cent cheeseburger days. With I even had a joke about it when you order like six cheeseburgers, pretending like you don't know what's on the menu. And that was home- one of my early jokes. Like, huh, what should I get today? Like, when you get up to the counter.
1: <laughs> and, like, and homeless people
0: would laugh because they were buying the same items. So, they're like, <laughs> oh, I get that joke. <laughs> so I'm like, Big Macs are good. That's good. Maybe I'll get that. Actually, you know what? Well, I, feel like I feel like six cheeseburgers.
1: And they're like, <laughs> sir, you come in here every day. Yeah. Six
0: Did 30. you go to different ones so that different they would? Absolutely. Not so they wouldn't know me, but different oh. ones. And then they'd be like, you want fries with that? I'd be like, fuck you, man. You know what? I'm here. Here. you know why i'm Dude, here give me this thing give me the six give me a tap water and a, and a yeah. styrofoam cup and more ketchup because i'm gonna make some tomato soup for later and i'm gonna freeze some right of now burgers. you almost
1: need mike goldberg from the ufc who always loves saying so you want to be an ultimate huh, fighter yeah. to come in and say so you want to be a
3: comic <laughs> so then what was your month so what you broke it down
0: and what was your monthly like what, what were you spending per month on food per day on food per d- under four dollars It's not bad it was like three dollars and I think three dollars and eighteen cents a day. Were
1: there days you wouldn't eat anything though, because you had no money? No, I'd have to eat. Something. So you'd always eat. I'd always eat, but I broke down
0: <laughs> what it was. So I get the groceries. But like whether va-
1: you were eating off plates, you said sometimes like people's leftovers who so just oh, absolutely.
0: It, I mean, if you could. Make it last longer. You make it last longer. I was at Denny's in La Jolla once, and some I saw some people get up and leave, and left all these curly fries, and it was like, why would I not eat those? Were you
1: with other people? Mm-hmm. The they Shevitts,
0: they were they and they thought I was an animal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, look where they are now. At the airport for sure. Did That's anyone funny. ever yell at you, like, sir, you can't take that? You were like uh, an early freegan.
3: The sad part is your hundred and twenty dollar a month budget is only. Is only twice as much as I spend now, currently. Wait, you spend
0: twice as much? I spend twice. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I spend twice as much. Yeah, I told my mom. I spent three. And she said, oh, you can't live on that. I'm like, no, that's not my budget. That's not what I'm saying is my cap. I'm saying that's what I have been spending. Yeah. I have been getting by on $3.18 a day. It became like a game. Well, go as cheap as possible. It wasn't like, that's all I'm allowed, $4 or less. It was spend the least amount of money in all moments. I could never afford a beer. Ever,
1: you're just like, and Ever. you didn't want to work, so it was like you wanted to stretch that money. Yeah, here's a
0: th- no, but I did temp work. Yeah, I mean I would. Get I remember jobs. you did. I work, work at the comedy store. Yeah, you know that, that was six bucks and six bucks an hour and hosting. Well, that was later, but yeah, but hosting was twenty five bucks for the night. But all of that went into the till. All of that yeah. went in, you know. And then when you get a ticket for parking, you're like, this is fucking breaking my dream. This sixty bucks is going to make me quit comedy. Yeah. It was hard, but honestly, that was my existence, so I got used to it. And, on- and honestly, looking back now, where I am now, having that training of being poor has completely assisted me now in being able to turn down anyone's job that I don't want to do creatively. I can say, no thanks. Like, what about all this money? I'm like, I don't need money. I've lived on $3.18 a day <laughs> and you could do it now if you had to. I can to, still yeah. do it now. I'm happy with a fucking small apartment. I don't I mean need you wouldn't giant want mention. to do it now, but you know if you had to, you yeah, could. Yeah, and I would like a steak once in a while, but like I'm happy living pretty cheap. I don't need anything. I, a, a used Honda is just as nice to me as a new Mercedes. It's like it's not a need I have. On the other
1: end, though, it also I'm assuming makes you appreciate what you, you know what you do have, and oh, what yeah, you do get. Things. It's like you
0: remember, like fuck. I remember, you know. I don't now, dude. There was a moment. Here's a moment where I realized, where I realized, because I've been doing better. I mean, Justin Edbrook changed my life, you know, completely. Getting me into clubs, getting me as a working comic, yeah. completely changed my life. And me and Renazisi went to a Yankee game. Almost got caught smoking weed by a cop out there. I mean it was close Steinbrenner right don't away, like that right way, dude in, in, yeah, in an airtight case <laughs> as a bike cop pulled up and he's like where is it and I was still holding the airtight case he,
3: the cop goes where is it
0: yeah and I'm like what he goes I smell it where is it and I'm like I don't know what to say I'm, I'm literally holding up this, this case I just put the joint into because somebody else said hey there's a cop up there and this bike cop came up behind me Renazis is already calling 911 uh, to like call a lawyer He's running away To do it He's <laughs> 911 The the, no, the no, number no, to call
3: no. a lawyer These days He's calling his lawyer He's calling Can
0: you patch me into But um he was gone. whatever But he was walking away She shouldn't get caught By the way That should just be on me Like we don't need to both Go to jail And he's like where is it I'm like It's gone And he's like Looking around for it and And I'm holding this thing That looks like a fucking Highlighter bright green airtight case and he was like I just smelled it and he was like alright you're lucky and he biked off and I was like <sighs> man but anyway we're at this Yankee game it starts raining I'm like fuck it's raining we got good tickets from O&A they gave, Roland gave me really good tickets and um well like, let's get ponchos and we're like what I don't know if I can afford and this is after I've moved to New York already and I looked and they're $10 and I was like I don't know if I was like wait no I have ten dollars now. <laughs> I can do this. And me and easy bought ten dollar ponchos, and we sat there. And it was kind of warm out, but just kind of drizzling. It made it annoying. And we sat there in ponchos, and I could afford a ten dollar poncho. And I was, was that like, the first time? That was one of the early times where I realized, like, I can live like a human a little bit. How long ago was this? A couple years ago. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean,
3: well, I mean, we're yeah, I mean, we're not far off. I from just that started headlining. It's
0: like, I just started headlining like fuck. three years ago that's i mean
1: that's a long haul man, man. I
0: mean, we know it. we it. Mean, yeah so it's like i mean the temp work helped a little bit i had to quit a temp job once because they told me they wanted me full-time but they said i couldn't take off time if i want to go on the road they're like you get two weeks of vacation a year and that's it they wanted to
1: take you from the slut to their lady full-time yeah, no, exactly. lady and you said hey i want to stay a slut
0: <laughs> that's the health network and i was like i guess i gotta turn this job down fuck i really need it too It been 30 grand a year Th-
3: that's what that's the that that's what you so pitfall
0: bad. man like when you get into these jobs
3: and then you start working more and you need the money and the and money's the coming money. in and then sometimes Prince. you have to quit those jobs in order yeah. to just go i've got to recharge yeah. what my passion that's and my desire to keep doing says. this yes
0: what rogan said he did with with uh, his taekwondo school he had to quit it yeah, but rogan also got a sitcom when he was like 26 no, 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 <laughs> But before that before he got the sitcom yeah he had to quit his taekwondo school because he was like i have a fallback so I'm not fully committing to stand up. Yeah, um, but there's uh, a big difference doing that when you're, you
3: know, in your early 20s and doing it in your mid 30s. Absolutely, at some point, being broke is not
0: acceptable. Yes, like you can stay in a hostel at 23, but at 43, it's weird to stay in a hostel. You almost have to be in a hotel, and so you can't afford to do whatever trip on a cheap on the cheap because you're like I- I'm just too old to be in a hostel. Did you give yourself a time limit of like, huh? What was it? Being a late night talk show in five years. <laughs> I thought that'd be fair. Oh. Just a fucking co- late, super late Conan spot. Oh, perform on it. Perform on I it. I didn't even host it.
3: I, I, and I was talking about did you give yourself a time limit to quit? Yeah, like five if, years.
0: If I haven't done it in five oh, in f- years. Oh, quit. that was. So you blew oh. that red light. Well, I got to five years, realized it wasn't even close, wasn't <laughs> even showcasing for that shit. And I was like, well, I'm in it now. Where am I gonna do? Dude, yeah. Once
1: you invest, man, the chips are pushed in.
0: Yeah, and there's almost no fallback plan. It's so like it's either like... you leave then and you're done, or you just you're like, I'm going further in. Yeah, and I got my first late night set, um, in <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, I think was the Conan? I... No, not two years ago. Three? No, this this year oh, it was busy. Conan, 2015. Yeah, you were doing the porno uh, <laughs> reviews bit. Yeah, I did. A, I did. A, I did a bit for my special. So but... how many
1: years? In
0: uh, 2015, 19, uh, 16 years. So you were only 11 off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> only 300 <300%. laughs> percent hey man <laughs> hey better late than never you oh, made it to the man. party you're 11 years late the fashion's
3: changed <laughs> dude but honestly you're the you still give us hope <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah dude, like where at, were you were a few years Leslie ago jones 40 yeah. whatever she Eight, is late 40s 70. 48 now it's just had a birthday
0: snl ghost who knows man i mean that's not that that's
3: your goal but it's, it's like,
0: like it can happen for sure you have to stay in it to make it possible but the problem is you also can stay in and be Steve Pearl. Yeah. And be like, you go? could be not
3: even Steve Pearl. Right. At least Robin Williams stole material from him. You could be the guy who nobody stole any nobody material from. You
1: can be, you can be Mickey who hangs around the comedy store for 20 some odd years. And
0: you don't know which you're going to be. You don't know what you're going to be. You could be Mugzilla. Or not even those guys are <laughs> semi crazy. But what about the guy who's like, I ain't no Benedict Arnold. I ain't no omelet motherfucker. Who? Who's the Black that? guy. Boone? I ain't no omelet motherfucker.
3: Walton Jordan? No, no,
0: no, he was a paid regular. Oh. 80s comedy. Darwin. Darwin Hines. Oh, man, Darwin. Man, I hate Joe Rogan, man. I
3: really do,
1: man. <laughs> really? He didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and he, he, then Rogan man. hated him, too, because his, his email address was, I should be famous. Should, should be famous, yeah. He,
1: dude, he would slay the fucking OR with road comedy.
3: With road comedy. Slay
1: him, dude. So
0: a guy like that you could be. You could be a guy like that. He disappeared. He might be dead. Mm-hmm disappear off the face so of the then earth. it's like your options are so limited but you have to like that's what I say that's what real faith is yeah. real faith is not believing in God real faith is believing that you're going to make it and stand up once you what, not the first couple of years when you think of course I'm going to be good at this five six seven years in when you realize oh in almost all likelihood I will never earn a living at this yes why have I not quit then because of that blind faith that leap of faith, and we all don't want to work jobs. <laughs> but
3: there is a difference between you believing in yourself and some other people believing in themselves. Because you're like, people appreciate what you did. You you did well, and there's people that aren't doing well that stick with it and they've been in it for fifteen years. Yeah. Like, I think we they, all, don't, they don't they don't get a good response from crowds.
1: Yeah, the three of us have had positive whether pe- positive reinforcement from our peers or whoever. Like that that it does help. Like you go along where there are some people. He's saying that just like. Never do well. Yeah, no one tells them they're well. good, and they're like, I'm just going to keep fucking remember trudging. Remember that Australian
0: girl that was around for a while?
3: The one with the ball that had a wig? No, no, no not her. Um, oh, yeah. Corona. Yeah, yes. Oh. Uh, remember? She was Corona. a life coach on that Showtime
0: show once, too. Remember I told you? Corona.
3: Uh, I don't... Big, long arms. Yeah. I don't
0: Corona? Know. Dude. I went to the Viper room and somebody ordered a Corona. A Corona? Dude, oh, that's that a man. Y- it's you you know, back
3: y- You'll picture. Oh, ah, fuck. It was right there. Georgia? Georgia. No, Georgia no, was one no, of the. Dean, dean, the dean, no, no. It was dean.
0: he. Drew, he flew to Hawaii and then she. I didn't used to call
3: that lady to give her her. I think was she a rate. She was paid regular. Yeah, Wasn't she? Was she? Yeah, because I used to call her and give her fucking spots. Yeah,
0: she was paid regular. So that thing is, like, she never. She got a laugh once every two weeks. Yeah. She kept doing it. So, like, how do those people stay in it? Now, she's not the best example because she hasn't stayed in it now. She's gone now.
3: Yeah. It's probably his kids. But, no, it's weird. I mean, so, I mean, how bad were you sweating it at 37 years old, like, that, that this shit's not going down? I mean, a lot, man. A
0: lot. I was getting better at stand-up. But you were also on the road with Rogan. Well, that helped a lot. I mean, that was, in terms of, like, the things that assisted me in my, in my, in my career, I mean, that hosting at the comedy store for a few years, yeah. and especially when the comedy store was in disarray, so it was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and mm. I got to host every one of those a nights. a lot of stage time. From 7 to 10 every night. Three nights a week, and it was—I mean, you guys remember it It was a zoo when I yeah. hosted. You guys, for me, did you guys come up in my hosting yeah, time. Yeah,
3: dude, you—you you were our god. You and Reneseezy were our host. You were our godfathers.
0: Like, yeah. so,
1: I remember hosting. Like, for me, that's where I got like all my comfortability all on your stage. Chops. Yeah, it's that's like,
0: what Freddie told me. He goes, "If she lets you do it a couple times, look at how fast it'll make you better." Yeah, and it, I mean, the, the the level of proficiency I showed just shot up. The other thing was Joe Rogan take me on the road. I mean, the first time it took me around, it was, just, it was just awesome. But then it started going a lot on the road with him. Um, was that five years ago? No, it was more than that. It was more than that. I mean, I stopped going. It over probably like, almost like eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, closer to that. Um, and it was like a six-month period where I, people mentioned it, but I could feel it too. People were like, dude, you just got a bunch better. What just happened to you? form in front of real crowds. Yeah, so I could temper the shitty crowds at the store with the amazing crowds. Yeah. I got to learn how to like use pauses because the crowds weren't going to like at the store late at night, you can't pause, they'll just leave. They'll leave your or attention or they just tune out. Yeah. yeah, they'll tune out and start heckling, so you can't like milk anything. You're also you you were doing a ton of crowd work, mm-hmm, for sure. And then on the road, you came back with like an act. Yeah, for sure because you could like do your bits. You didn't you yeah. couldn't feel f- afraid to do your act because they would let you because it was a 300 person packed Cap City comedy club, and they're here for jokes, as opposed to the store where it's like you start the show with four people in the audience. Yeah. You can't just go straight into like, so, uh, you ever notice? If you, you can, you can, but you'll you, fail. You, yeah. That's miserably. the good thing about the store. It usually breaks people of that habit, or they'll fail out. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like Lilith never, she never broke that habit.
3: Or it breaks you so bad that now you have no material and you've been doing it for forever. Absolutely. Because all you get in those late night spots
0: and all you can do is crowd work. I can now, at this point in in my career, I can now get those late night spots and pull in material. I know how to do it enough. Or I did at least when I was doing them. Where I was like, I can do three, four minutes of crowd work and then try to do material. And in fact, it would make my material sound more like real talking because I would have to like make, make it match to the crowd work. Do you think you're less of a crowd work uh, maestro than you were? Yeah, sure. I've dropped off. Do you ever, does that ever plague you that like, remember when I used to be so much better at just like yeah, going man. up there with nothing? I was, I'm, absolutely. Absolutely. I know that part of my game is not as strong as it could be, but it's like,
1: but you had to bring up other things. This parts. is one of the reasons they, you know. I'm
0: taking time off touring is one of the reasons I went into it because like I am so worried about developing material for these specials that my overall game as a stand up has suffered in, in places that I'm not able to just go around and fuck around. That when I'm on the road doing an hour I'm trying to like focus my hour of material instead of like let's have some fun. Oh, look at that guy. Let's try to set these two up on a date and have some fun in, a, in an environment, yeah. you know? So I want to do more of that without no no purpose comedy, just comedy.
1: If we can get out of comedy for a... Qu- what time do you have to be out of here, by the way? It's 325.
0: A, we got to do this a two-parter. How many more questions do you have?
1: I, can I, I just well, wanted the to problem get, is
3: we could go out all day.
0: I, I wanted mean, to get into sure.
1: the marriage, which is uh, okay, we intriguing but, but, if we,
3: but if we don't have time to fully delve into it. the marriage, no, no, then we no, should leave
0: gonna, it for a round. For, no,
3: no, we're going to pause.
0: Okay. We're going to pause and go, and go more into it. That's my thought. We can do it before I leave here. Okay, so you not want to tonight, delve into it, but maybe Monday or Tuesday after. That's punch fine drunk. by us. Yeah, Tuesday after Punch drunk. um because I don't leave till ten fifty is my flight. So um, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, okay. yeah. Or well, we could just leave it a cliffhanger
1: till episode three hundred. <laughs> yeah, to three hundred.
0: But then, I mean, I feel like there's we have do we not even scratched. We're like a I know we have two started three started. questions
3: into fifty is the problem. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I don't want to delve into the marriage and so we can sit here and delve really deep into it. the. I mean, we could in do everything. a whole episode on the marriage. Probably.
0: That's what I mean. We, <laughs> I don't want to break if we're breaking ground. I I, we I could hate. do the Ari interview part one as 250 okay. and, and the Ari interview part two as 300. What's the vote? I mean, I could that's do... A, <laughs> that's a year or so, a year from now. Um...
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: cool to me, whichever. I, Why don't you guys think about it for the next couple of days? Okay, okay. But well, right now it it over. it's time to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's no. Fine. Dude, Ari I mean, he's
1: doing his show. we just talking Dwayne, about anything. how broke you are. You're doing this is not happening tonight. You're a
3: TV star. Do you have any advice for a couple of young comedians like Jeff and myself that are just coming up through the ranks?
0: <laughs> I will to give this advice, and I know it's not everybody can follow it, but I'm finally starting to experience because of the freedom I got with Rogan. I mean, uh, let's finish off that anyway. Rogan gave me the ability to do whatever I wanted on stage. He. When I said that I should be clean or dirty, he was like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Get laughs. He didn't care. And it wasn't like, uh, whatever you want to do. It was like he was like, it wasn't like he wasn't even watching. He was watching. And he was really like, attabo- he'd give me out of boys" when I would do well. And this was a major guy that at the time was one of the top few comics in the store. Him, Sanchez, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lee. There was a few guys that were like the top guys. How'd you get in of, with him initially? Hanging out at the store in the back, just kind of saw we, we, you, and he yeah, was like, "Hey, what do you think about going do this?" Well, we'd go to we'd go to he'd take everybody to um to uh the standard late night sometimes, yeah. and I was and or, or carnies, and I was just not crew. He was just a nice guy, you know. Yeah, he was I, always a radio. good guy, always a good guy. Rick like Ricker said, "You just don't want to be on his bad side."
3: I used to call him, and he would talk call him for his avails, and he'd call me and talk to me on the phone for like forty minutes.
0: Really, he'd be like so like what's your deal like you want to do like tell me that's so nurturing that shit is so nurturing and some people don't do that and he did Renazisi always did now he does and I try to do it
3: the biggest problem is I was on the phone with Rogan and I had all these other calls coming in and I would just let them (laughs) and I was like
0: real nervous and scared it was Mitzi but he was like do whatever you want he goes I'm a dirty comic I'm a huge success that idea of you have to be clean is bullshit you do whatever you want to do and he would expose me to these amazing crowds and it really helped my stand up. It really helped my stand up. That and potluck were probably the number one and number two things. But what it also did is give me the ability to, like, because we were going to go up at, 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 at Faneuil Hall in Boston, the old. Um, it's my stomping ground. Comedy, comedy Connection. Comedy Connection. First time there. In never, never performed there, but. Yeah, really? yeah, it's no that the there. place we went when we were in I Boston? You. I yeah, it four showed me. It's 440, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, I showed him. I go, this used to be a comedy club. It's What's not it there. now?
0: Uh, I think it's a uh, club or a bar. Okay. And, uh, and we were, he smoked pot in his, in his hotel room beforehand, and we were going to walk right over. The hotel room was like a half block away from the club. And I was like, oh, I can't. I won't be good on stage. It was early pot days. I used to call him El Diablo when he would give us like lollipops at the comedy store, and I'd be high for a day and a half. <laughs> and like, Get away from me. Get away from me, Diablo. And, um, and uh, I was like, I can't. I'll be bad on stage. And he's like, well, who are you working for? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I mean, I'm your no boss. offense. This club <laughs> is 450 seats. You're not going to come all the way back here to feature, because feature pays a hundred bucks. Yeah, and it's just it's it's not even an A room; it's a top level A room. He goes, "You're years away from being able to headline here." No offense. I mean, if you can headline, it's not in a place like this. Yeah, this is a massive room. Which he was right; it wasn't like a. Let me tell you the real truth. It was just like obviously. You're not going to burn a bridge there because you're not this. You you can't even cross the bridge anyway. Exactly. So he goes, "You're not working for them. You're working for me." and i don't care if you don't do well so smoke this that's great and
1: i was like okay and the first a lot of comics when they bring they they want to bring someone they get along with and sure, have fun for with sure, For sure. and, and also help in the show as well so it's like in that night he was like i want to let's have fun like yes.
3: but that's a, the fr- that's a crazy freedom to have it's yeah. a crazy freedom Good,
1: to
0: have it's a crazy freedom but there
1: are some guys no, who are like if you don't do well
0: i i don't yeah. want you here but that freedom was amazing that freedom was like oh i can experiment yeah. i can try things I can experiment. I can do what I want to do and no one will bother me. And, and the first show went okay for a little bit and then dropped off the face of the earth. I mean, I bombed at the end. <laughs> I remember having two bits left. I remember having two bits left to do and thinking, okay, I'm going to do the second one first and then I'll go back and do the first one. Did the second one and then go blank. Nothing there in my head. Nothing there. Waiting for about bullets 10 seconds just, of silence. Bullets just out of guns. 10 or, seconds of silence. Uh, guns out of bullets. I yeah. And then I didn't know what to say so I go Hey, Joe Rogan will be up soon. And everybody went crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then I still have no idea what that second bit was. Then you just yelled,
1: San uh, football rules, yeah. Bill
0: and Ted style. But I got way too high. But then the second show, I didn't get high again, but that's the high kind of like topped off and, and then I slowly toe. came down. Yeah. And I was still in a ma- pretty high, but like in a fun way. And that second show was amazing. That second show is so loose and having so much fun because I was the right level of high. But Joe laughed at both of them. He thought it was hilarious that I forgot the bit. And he was like, that's awesome. He didn't care. That kind of freedom really helped me. So that's my advice to people it's to not worry. It's tough not to worry about money because you're going broke and you're going to die. But the only real career is the creativity. Yeah. That's all the career really is. The rest, Aziz, me, you guys, we're all just trying to write a good dick joke. Yeah. And so he's making millions. Fine, whatever. And this guy's making, you know, nine grand a year but we're all just trying to get to a dick joke so like as long as you don't let anyone sway you off that of what you want to do creatively that's all that matters so when somebody offers you a show to do something shitty just go oh no sorry i guess i still gotta be broke because i can't do that corny show i get mad at comics who do shitty tbs shows that are like above that you know it's alright for certain people for certain other people it's like dude what are you doing this ain't you. So, well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how broken you You know what, though? The thing is, like. depends how broken you are. If you're about to starve out, if you're about yes, to starve so out, absolutely, you got to take yeah, the job. If you have kids or whatever. Yeah, I did commercials for a long time, but it, they didn't bother me. No. Then, back then, before I had a name, people go like, dude, I saw you in a commercial. Fuck yeah, you booked a commercial. But now it's like, why is Ari doing, Ari Shafir doing commercial for McDonald's? Yeah.
3: But also, sometimes you have the passion project or what you will love to do, but in order to get there, you need
0: a few months' extra money, so you got to do some shitty something. But but to me, you should do PA work. You should do a drama. You should not do a sitcom that you don't find funny, because that's you saying, this is what I find funny. That's just my feeling on it. It's better to be broke. Now, all the people in Hong Kong and Shanghai, all the scene there, they don't understand the idea of being broke to do comedy. Because they're all there on some three-year jobs at a bank or something. They do a on the side. They don't understand, like, why would you be broke?
1: But they're like hobbyists. More or less. You know yeah, I mean? No, they're real into
0: it. There's a scene there, but it's 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 like a high-level hobbyist, for you sure. You
1: know what I mean? Like they have a job that's yeah. like their almost yeah. their main thing.
0: But I mean, you can you only do comedy at night. You could, you could work a job daytime, but it just really tires you out. Yeah.
3: Dude, I, Yeah, I mean, that's... It takes your creative time away. I think you can work a job and do comedy. Like we worked the job, did comedy, and learned screenwriting, and we filmed shit, and like, you and know, you, know you what I mean? Got it's all doable. You can think
0: about shit while you're driving. Yes. It doesn't take your like... Brain time away. Every time you're I a was paralegal, two jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to. Me too. If you're a paralegal, though, you're thinking about this shit all day. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Now you get off at six thirty, and now you have to start up your comedy brain. And yeah. It's like, but driving. Yeah, work Domino's delivery is a perfect job. You need job shit jobs. You need to be able to get by. You need the ability to take off for an audition if you get one. Flexible or, or for a road gig because Brett Williams, he had a job and he couldn't take off for road gigs, so it really held him back. Yeah. But yeah, that Rogan shit was amazing for my development. Potluck was amazing for my development, and then that's those are really the big two. Should we should we cut it here, and we'll either see
1: you episode three hundred, or we'll see you next week for part two.
0: Yeah. I'll play some music right here and everyone can guess maybe I'll put in two hours of silence after this so everyone can guess right now <laughs> <laughs> whether <laughs> or not it's going to be um, uh, us getting just back just two hours it. of farts yeah <laughs> if,
1: if we don't come back thank you for having us uh, yeah it's always a pleasure so always so fun to have be here this
0: podcast now called Danish and O'Neill yeah, yeah yep. you can Danish find us
1: Shino. on Twitter at Danish and O'Neill Instagram at Danish and O'Neill you guys
0: still doing a video a day a video mm, a week no, no. no that fell off yeah. uh, we're, we're doing a project with you you're the executive producer of the new Danish and O'Neill web series I'm trying to get a done
3: <laughs> we uh we just shot I two new episodes yesterday he was like
0: yeah their stuff is really funny just need a little fucking yeah. tweaks
3: we we shot some we shot two videos and we put a ton of money and effort and time into them and i really i think when you see these you're gonna be like okay really yeah they're nice. they're funny they're very funny can i put them up on the on the web page for this podcast well, we'll see what we're gonna do with them first okay this will be in hopefully by then yeah hopefully by then yes yeah we'll see
1: but uh, yeah thanks and uh, have a good show tonight uh, even though this is in
0: December even though Wayne Bray well uh, yeah (laughs) did you get a oh so you have Santino Santino's gonna jump in and do the digital and we're still looking for a name but I don't think we're gonna find one we'll just bump another person up to TV I love those names just find a homeless guy I love names names. homeless guy well Henry Rollins fucking killed oh I'm sure and here's the deal too some of the names satisfy names and legit killer comics yeah like when we get Jim Brewer did it, so he gave them he gave the Comedy Central people like a name so they can help promote the show, you know. But also, I mean, that was such an amazing story that he did. That was like cool. You got me what I wanted, and he got him what they wanted. When Rogan did it, you know, it's like yeah. that's both sides. But that's like it. when Simone is doing it, that's not a name, but he'll be a killer. Yeah, he's tonight. He's tonight. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, just in terms of that, that's were his saying, arena. Yeah, what you were saying before of like of like. You know, we're all employees there and shit. Like me and Simone, we're employees at the comedy store, and now we're going to do a TV show together tonight. Yeah, and, and cool. you've been fighting for him for a while. Yeah, and that's that's a step back moment. We're like, hey man, look what we're doing right now. We're the fucking guys mopping up vomit, and we're we're right now we're shooting a show together.
3: Well, that's the cool thing about you because then there's other guys who don't remember that you were friends, sticking it out in the fucking you know no, yeah, in the shit there's, there's some guys where it won't be like hey remember they'll be like no i i don't want to remember those days and i'm bigger than you now
0: some of it's like well i'm changed i'm sorry i'm not fucking doing coke with you guys anymore i don't i'm not into that world yeah,
3: but some of you are just too big you know too big to yeah. acknowledge the like, old right, days anymore right, yeah he's absolutely like
0: pretty- when he did big day i remember him calling me like Ari all right, all right i just saw a fucking six episode arc for this doctor who's gonna take get me a headshot like right now get it to me right now yeah. get it in there and then later that is like oh they cast it yesterday i didn't realize but, like, the fact that he's reading scripts and thinking, like, this might be right for you. Let me see yeah. what I can do. Instead of just, like, wouldn't have even been, like, a problematic for him to be, like, I'm sorry, man. I got, I'm concentrating on my show and my lines. I can't. Oh, no, he's great. Parties. He
3: told us. He's, like, I'm not giving up until I get you guys a career. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's, like, this guy's got other stuff to worry about. But,
0: well, yeah. That's what I told my manager, too. I was, like, guys, let's, let's produce stuff together. Let's, if, yeah. if I'm building a name, let's use that name to help my friends who I think are talented. Not just my friends, but the talented friends. Steve Simone on a storyteller show is like, I'm sorry to the rest and, of my friends, but he's the most perfect friend I have for it's this. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's what he does. That's all it's like, he does. Yeah. So it's like, that's and what the people he does, I mean,
1: does at like a, a very high level. He's
0: one of the best in the world, though. Yeah, great. I
3: remember watching him, like, I remember when he started on the story train and, like, I remember just honing that late at night. There'd be four people, and he's telling them a story. No one else is telling a story that
1: you saw it at the beginning. You're like, in your mind, you're like, you know, Uh, it's interesting. What's he doing? Then you see it, that you're
0: like, oh, this is what he wanted to do. That's what I mean by writing screenplays for for you. It's like if you do it, you'll go from being uh, to being really good. If you just practice all the time, we also have the talent. Yeah, but it's about like my D W Brown compared this to like your your potential to an empty room. And some people have a giant empty room, and some people have a small shack empty room. And it's up to you to fill up that room. You know what I mean? So some guys with mansions might have less than the amount of a shack. You could be a hoarder in a
1: shack or a guy minimalist in a mansion. Yeah,
0: so it's like fill up whatever potential you have. It's not about... How good you'll be compared to anyone else, about how good you could be compared to yourself. It's like
1: some guys have a huge dick and they can't work that pussy, and some guys have a tiny dick and they can really pound it it's a yeah. way better metaphor all than night the room. long. That's
0: right.
3: I'm that guy.
1: All night long. How hard is your small, hard dick? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Payner for the end. We'll let you go. Uh, yeah, you know you got to get out of signing here. Signing off.
3: God I can't believe that you there. would even do this. Actually, while you have like a show, if I if I had a show
0: today, I would I would do no, I would Cause, not cause be able to do well, anything. Monday I couldn't do it because we we're setting up lights and shit. Now it's all taken care of. It really is helpful if you surround yourself with like talented people that you trust. Yes, yeah. all the the sound guys, it's the key to everything. The 100%. Lighting guys, it's all done now. You want to know why like so Silicon Valley
3: and show. all those shows are unbelievable? Why? Because Mike Judge surrounds himself. With people that are super fucking talented, as opposed to some people surround themselves so that they're the most talented and everyone else below them is less talented. But no, like
0: the best and the best go seek out the most talented people to work with. Tomzick, the director, the the intro—he's a good guy. And I—I told him early on, maybe this tooting my own horn, maybe not, but like he did this crazy intro the first year of the digital series. And then we had the meeting the second year. Like, let's hire Tomzik back in. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm totally on board." The guy did a great job. And they're like, "He should just do that same intro with the, with the new class of people." And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, that that intro he did, which was like like sl- crazy slow mo working around a bar, people yeah. doing raises, like Sean Patton like 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 doing shots, someone else like with the Walsh brothers shooting someone in the head. Uh, Segura was there, and then I had my dick out. And I was like, "What do you mean do the same sh- opening?" They're like, yeah, the, the execs really like that opening. The higher ups, I'm like, "Wait." You guys, you hired a guy. He wowed you with his creative ability. (laughs) And now you're going to handcuff him and say you got to do the same thing? How about he just earned the ability to try whatever the fuck he wants to do? And then he's like, to me, he's like, what should I do? I'm like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Do something crazy. And he did. And then this last year, he did all new ones, eight right? Eight different intros. That's crazy. It's crazy. Instead of one intro for the season, yeah. he did eight. Di- I was like, are you serious? He goes, I think I can do it with the budget. I'm like, man. You doing it again? Go for it. Not only is he doing it again with eight different intros, this year, all the intros come together as one long storyline oh he's doing like that's ma- magazine <laughs> he's doing, that's crazy he's doing the fold the thing. fold out they work alone <laughs> and they also work as a one wow. long storyline that's great it's, wow. i'm like and this is what he's like you told me the first year go crazy do whatever the fuck you want so i'm trying to like honor that and i'm like you're doing it man that's fucking perfect so this guy jordan the, the lighting guy he had yesterday or two days ago this on this season we talked about it. it's like Dim lights, dim lights. I want the show to go well. So I want black almost. That's what I prefer for a show standpoint. Yeah. Only light is on the comedian. He goes, we can't film that way. He's like, I think we can. I think you can get the, the bounce off light onto the front row. And he goes, okay. But we put a couple people in the front row and looked at them. I'm like, that looks okay. He's like, it's not going to look okay with five rows of people. And we stuck a bunch more people in there and looked at it and go, see, it's just sort going of to have a blob. Because if I can turn it up to 5%. I can get a little bit of definition on there. And goes, I will do what you want, but let me show you the options. Yeah. Instead of just telling me like, we don't do it that way. And so I looked at it. Looked at it from the crowd. I'm like, it's a little bit lighter than I want, but yeah, it does give some definition. I'm like, okay, five percent, I'll do it. And I'm like, here's a guy who's great at what he does, who's an artist at lighting. And I'm like, yeah. I can trust you now. So when you surround yourself with people like that, Monday I had to do that shit. Today I just have to show up at four. It's already done. That's why I can do this right now. Oh, with you guys.
3: Well, that's the so cra-
1: yeah hustle over there. We're getting close to that time. Yeah, I got to shot. we got to go.
3: Yeah. No, the best in the business, if they meet create- or good people, they go, we're working with a guy
0: now, and he did the same. He goes, look, I'm going to give you ideas, but do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. And Moshe then, said he wanted to maybe read out of a book a story, and I'm like, I'll tell you that that doesn't go over very well, but if you want to do it, you can, but creatively, as a comedian, I'm telling you, not as the producer, as a comedian, I'm telling you, I wouldn't do that, but it's on you, and he didn't do it out of a book, and he killed, but... um. It's all that Howard Work shit from, from Fountainhead. You find other people that are just artists, that just want to do... That's what I want to do with you guys. It's like, all right, the money not, might not come in for a web series or something, but if it's a sustainable amount of money, if it's the fucking... Just what I'm saying. Build your salary into the budget. Yeah. Then just... As long as it's are doing good shit, we're, that's a huge success. I know we're not doing that yet with you. No, no, no,
3: like, but you know, no. It, look, it's all about the product. Yeah. And I think now like, we're 100%... Uh, we maybe weren't we were always about the product but there's always like money you know we need to find but then yeah but you're like now we're 100% like we just want to produce content that we are proud of make great shit yeah
1: I mean at the end of the day is you want we want you want to make people laugh whether Mm -hmm. it's fucking 10 people I mean you want more but and you want to do it your way you want to do it your
0: way and that's the hardest thing I think
1: that's a comedy store spirit a bit it's like we're all like it's like be original be original get laughs and do Make your fucking path Whatever it is
0: Yeah And it's I mean, like There's it,
1: all sorts of guys I think people think The comedy store is all one thing It really
3: isn't Look at Barris
0: What Barris is doing Is completely unique
1: He's the ultimate artist Yeah He's really the truest the, artist I've ever met He's
3: the closest thing To a, a, a legit genius That I've ever seen In my life
0: 13 years Before he saw a dollar For the <laughs> yeah. Perry Project
1: 25 years. years running and the, I mean If you think of the money He's made It's like Probably not an Unreal salary well, for lost
3: tons of money on. Oh yeah you. And how crazy yeah. is it to go I, I, you, you meet this Guy and you go, you know what? I don't know when, but maybe 10 years from now, I'm gonna fucking make this movie make you think that you're in this fucking movie. Yeah, and he did it, and he fucking did it. It's crazy, unbelievable. What is it? He is one of the best movies this Sunday. If you're around, dude, I am around. The whole Sunday. big three saga oh, man, is Sunday. one of the greatest things in comedy ever. If you look, the layers of it blow your fucking mind when yeah, you think about it. phone calls that are fucking, that Amazing. I,
0: like, have cried laughing. For years. Alright, okay. Alright, All sorry. Right, <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank you.
3: Oh, <laughs> long
0: podcast everybody hope you liked it please check out Danish Journal podcast called The Danish Journal Podcast and please subscribe to this podcast and fucking tell your friends about it I haven't put out a drive in a while but fucking do it why not you like it let's get these numbers up um, I'm going to Steamboat tomorrow and the reason I'm going to Steamboat is this when I did my first special in 2012 no yes 2012 December 2012 I taped it at the knitting factory in New York. And it was for chill.com. It was a website company that's gone out of business. Since then, I got the special back. I own it. And, uh, I licensed it to Comedy Central. It was on last March. They've played it a few more times. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but to help pay for that special, since it's so ch- outside-the-box you know, way of doing it, that's the same company that did Maria Bamford's uh, living room special, where she just performed for her parents in the, her living room at home um get off uh so anyway i would sell merch to pay for it so it's like you know passive aggressive uh, t-shirt um uh, oh those were cool actually john horton still has one um things like that and then you know people get a souvenir and then it helps pay the company that made the special because uh, you know you don't sell enough to get your money back straight away so why not have other ways of raising funds and one of the things was uh specials they had these specials one of them was uh go to a sporting event with Ari Shafir. another one was like I'll come and lead your Passover Seder by the way I'm not gonna be doing those specials anymore <laughs> it just ain't gonna happen I don't think that's us be real fun I just whatever but uh one of them was go to a sporting event with Ari Shafir. and this guy bought one somebody bought one and so it's like, yeah, man. When I'm in your town, fucking let me know, and we'll go to one. I mean, that was the deal. It was always like, I'm not gonna fly across the country to go to one. And it's like, and if you got tickets, if you got Laker tickets, you want to take me to a Laker game? I won't root for them, but I'll go. Man, these are good years for Laker haters, by the way. People are worried, like, oh, they're gonna get the number one pick. It's like, I, I don't care. I just, I'm happy they're awful. People go, I don't want it to be too bad because then they might get the number one pick and get Ben Simmons. I, I hope they're last in the league. And I hope that three teams hop them. They don't get any pick. I'm not one of those guys like, well, let's keep them like fifth from the bottom. No, I want the Lakers to be the worst team in basketball. That would make me happy. All the Laker haters out there, now's the time to enjoy it. This is our Super Bowl. This is our fucking dynasty for Laker haters. Last year, this year, this is our dynasty. These are great years. They're not even com- coming close to making the playoffs. They're going to be worse than the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, just fucking great. Kobe's a fucking garbage dump. Gets in there and chucks up four half quarters. Hopes to hit a shot so everyone cheers for him. Like, ah, yeah, I saw one last shot. Fucking six for 32. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. So one of the things was go to a sporting event with Ari Shafir at your expense when I'm in your town. So this guy wrote me and he goes, hey, you're going to be in Denver. Let's go to a Nuggets game. And I was like, fuck, man. You know what? I would love to, but I'm I'm doing this veil trip with Renazisi and Simone and I'm coming right from San Francisco from Sketchfest, you know, where I did This and Not Happening shows, by the way, February 23rd, excuse me, February 24th at 1230 a.m., the night of February 23rd new episodes start on comedy central check youtube soon because i think either this tuesday or next tuesday new stories are coming out on youtube yeah start getting excited spread the word um so i was like i can't really do it i can't from san francisco i can't even come in a day early so and he's like well how about after i was like i was gonna yeah we could do after yeah we could do after and he goes well, tell you what if you want Because I was thinking I might go to Steamboat afterwards To go skiing And he goes Tell you what Fuck the fucking Nuggets game He goes I'm from Iowa That was just to go to Some sporting event He goes How about we go skiing together Fuck yeah bro So we're going to go up there Late tonight Or tomorrow morning We're going to go skiing In Steamboat With a fan who helped me Pay for my special It'll be fun as fuck Get high Enjoy ourselves Be captains of something I don't know what the saying is Um so anyway, Colorado, you've been fucking real as fuck. Next year I'll be back, and I don't know what, what context, or maybe I won't, but we'll see. Um, all right, you guys, that's the episode, right? set up and everything? Don't forget, I'll be in Vancouver February 18th through the 20th. Big J special is the 21st in New York City. If you want tickets, go to look at Big J Okerson's Twitter, and I'm sure he'll post a link for tickets somewhere. Um, and that's it, right? There's nothing else to promote. Crackers, La Jolla, Irvine, Tempe, Moon Tower. How many on state? Whatever. Okay, um, that's it. Bye, right? Bye. Thank you, ParachuteHome.com/slash/Ari for sponsoring this podcast. Seriously, you guys, the sheets are pretty good. Like I've slept on them; they're comfortable. Save you, save you an errand. Uh, alright bye fuck my voice is going again maybe it's just the high altitude it's probably the high altitude and this new bit I'm doing where I'm screaming I don't have to fucking change my bits based on how much my throat is going to hold up well we'll see bye by the way Denver Comedy Works I'm really lucky I get to perform in that place that place is a tremendous club it goes off I had to tell myself as I'm walking to the stage the first night, I'm like, oh yeah, see those lights on me? I'm like, oh yeah, this is the show. And this is the reason I do comedy, so I can come here to perform. So, fucking, thank you. It was a great week and fucking great shows. Um, all right, bye.
2: say is what what i'm trying to
3: tell you is not gonna come out like i wanna say cuz i know you only change it
0: say it you don't know me, you don't know me. Yeah.